you sure? Yeah. Yeah. How sure are you? I don't yeah. want to rush you guys. You know. Your water's not milky today. <laughs> They, they replaced the filter again. Is that what it was? Wasn't that well, they had replaced it, and apparently that filter was. What not was good. wrong with it? I don't know. It was <laughs> not filtering properly. Did you have a Corona filter? <sighs> oh, it's too early. Don't say that word. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you guys a Corona story. Don't. Oh, after. Did you enjoy the drink? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, definitely. I did. I did. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Clubhouse, which nobody's on, but hey, <laughs> who am I to judge? Probably talking politics. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, Mr. Arthur Asadurian is here That's with right. us. Yeah. The man with the Y-A-N and the I-A-N simultaneously in his last name. Arthur, thanks for taking time to be with us, man. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate we, we, we apologize for... Uh, Vahan Setian not being able to join us as well. Unfortunately, you know, he had somewhere to an emergency work thing that he had to take care of, so he had to kind of take a last minute flight rain check. Yeah, but he'll be back. But we'll, yeah, we'll have we'll have both of you on together yeah. for, for a nice intellectual debate. Absolutely, I but, hope so. Yeah, but thanks for taking time to be with us, bro. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Very nice. So Originally, when Armund reached out to us, he said, Arthur wants to come on. Uh, he was like, you know, he's a pastor and he's a apologist, right? Something like, and I was like, <laughs> is he going to come on and he's going to apologize? Sorry to yeah, sorry to, sorry to everybody. <laughs> what, what's, what's going on? What did you do, Arthur? Yeah, so he was like, no, no, it's, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's an apologist. I was like, okay. So I, yeah, I went and looked it up, read about it, obviously. And uh, it's been... And correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically somebody who teaches uh, the Bible and how to defend the Bible. Is that what it is? Yeah. In in a nutshell, it is. It comes from a Greek word, uh, apologia. That's the word where apologetics comes from. Uh-huh. In English, we translate it usually as defense or reason, like to give a reason or to give a defense. Um, and now the word has become kind of maybe secularized, it's used in other religious communities, so people will distinguish it. So they'll say, like, he's an Islamic apologist, or he's a Christian apologist. Pretty much that's saying that this individual gives reasons for whatever it is that they believe. So I would just say um, an apologist is someone who teaches people what they believe and why they believe it. I see. So you're giving reasons for whatever it is. Because most of us have stuff that we believe, we're just not very sure why we believe it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And but that's true in religion. That's true in politics, by the way. It's just true generally. Well, believe it or not, the left believes a lot of stuff that were... No reasons. We're, for yeah, it. for hey, no I'm, reason. I'm, You're I'm, like, with you, I'm with you there. I guess a, a, a man could be a woman. A woman could be a man or whatever. But uh, let's, let's go back in time a little bit because obviously you watched our podcast before. You saw how it is. We kind of like to backtrack a little bit and see, you know... What led, you know, our guest to do what they do and to basically pursue what they're pursuing and what they're doing now? Uh, you mentioned off the, off air you weren't even a, a religious person. Mm-mm. So, you know, what happened? How how did Arthur get kind of, uh, you know, get get into the whole religious aspect of life and the Bible and becoming an ap- apologist? Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That works. Go. And yeah. 
Uh, the apology thing always comes up. You know, are you just going to say sorry for uh, for everything that <laughs> you guys have just done? Just wear a t-shirt. Um, I apologize. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's, there's there's hashtag apologize. Yeah, I mean, there's people that are wearing I'm offended shirts. You could wear I yeah. apologize shirts. Yeah, so I would say, look, um, I grew up in a very nominal Christian home, meaning that most of us as Armenians, we grew up in a home, you know, we go to church, Easter, Christmas, weddings, funerals if when you're young they don't take you to the funerals but you know uh, if that and uh, and that's the kind of home i grew up in when i was in 11th grade um i was now reflecting back upon it i mean at the moment i didn't really know what was going on but i, I sort of had this existential crisis because i was asking serious questions and i didn't have anywhere to find the answers um and you know what's the meaning of life why do we even exist? You know, so some of these like more philosophical questions were just seriously keeping me up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's 2002. So, and this is right uh, post 9/11. Islam is in the picture quite a bit. People are talking about Islam and stuff, and really intrigued me. It caught my attention because for me, I was like, these people really believe whatever it is that they believe. I mean, they're serious enough to die for it. Yeah. So, um, so I started investigating Islam. By investigating, I mean I started reading parts of the Quran. I started paying attention to Islamic teachers, which led me to look at other religions as well. Buddhism, Hinduism. I didn't really look at Christianity because I thought I knew what Christianity was. Right? Like, uh, because of being Armenian and, and all that context. So um, I didn't really investigate Christianity. Ended up meeting some friends in, uh, in senior year of high school. And uh, after we graduated, they invited me to some kind of a, uh, a crusade. Just essentially, Angel Stadium was packed, and there was a preacher preaching, you know, Jesus saves you, all that. And I remember just being there, and it was the most awkward place I'd ever found Did myself. the guy fly into the place? Uh, no, 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 nothing like that. It wasn't crazy like that. Uh, but you gotta go it, was, I go it was weird. <laughs> it was weird because I'd never been in a context like that. Uh, and I was like, dude, what did I get myself into? Like, these are really weird. And all I had in my mind were, like, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. So you went in with pretty, pretty much closed-minded. I, I don't no know expectations. I went in, yeah, I, I just went because people invited me and I went. But, um, you know, this guy basically said, whoever wants to accept Jesus, you know, come down. Uh, and I had no intention of going down, but everybody I was with went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, man, <laughs> this is weird. I'm not going to stand here. So I went down as well. I went down and they gave me a, uh, a New Testament. Uh, I went home. I opened it up. And I don't remember what I read, but it was most likely one of the Gospels. I'm guessing Matthew because I probably opened the book in the beginning, uh, the New Testament. And it, I just read it all night. Um, and just reading the New Testament, and comp- as I was reading that, it just seemed different to me compared to all the other stuff I was reading. It seemed to me that it was more rational. There was more reasons. The story was lining up in the way that a normal story does line up. Um, and then it just really caught my attention. I kept studying that stuff, but I started attending church. Um, and I would say, so that's August, September, like October sometime, I, I would say what Christians would deem as the gospel. Gospel means good news, by the way, for those who don't know. Avetis, my son's, my oldest son's first name uh, his name is Avetis he doesn't have a middle name I don't believe in middle names by the way uh, but we name it. it means good news that's all gospel means and you could have taken a chance and used the middle name for another portion you know like another religious name 
Sure, but I I, I kind of think it confuses kids. So I'm like, this is what your name is. You're not going to have a choice. <laughs> Do you have a middle name? Both <laughs> my girls have middle names. No, okay, nice. You, no, me no. Don't Armenians have, don't have a habit of I don't have giving middle middle names. Yeah. I have a few... Um, uh, Nicknames. Nicknames. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> you do? Oh, yeah, definitely. You don't have a middle name? No. Jeez. Do you? Do you have a middle name? From Armenia? Yeah. No. Vartanovich? No, look, it's, if it, that doesn't count. Your dad's name as your middle name doesn't That's count. That's a different one. <laughs> That's my, le- my legal name from the three brothers. So on your driver's license, it says... It says Arno V. Akferdian. And oh. on my everything else from my... From my license, real estate license to my citizenship papers, it says yeah. Arno Vartanovich Akferdian. So you're licensed real estate, Arno? <laughs> everything says Arno I li- Vartanovich. I, I like that plug. I like that. Yeah, everything. <clears throat> so even my marriage license, Edgar. You have a marriage license. You have a marriage too. license wow. too, bro. You're this guy went all out. <laughs> Shit. This guy Not just went out. Go big or go <laughs> home, man. <laughs> Lots of licenses. All these licenses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a marriage license, real estate license, driver's license. <laughs> what else? Gun license. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, he does. No, no, <laughs> guns are bad. Yeah. Did you look fail what, that one? No, look what Alec Baldwin did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Arthur, continue. Going back to the story. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Arthur. So, I, look, I, the, the way I explain it is very simply, I think Jesus calls people to follow him in the Bible. I think that's the good news. That's the gospel. Um, and I was presented with what that meant. And I said, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus. So to say I became religious... Yeah, I was 18 years old and I decided to follow Jesus. Uh, we all have different conceptions of what it means to be religious. Mm-hmm. And maybe I fit in some of those categories and others I don't fit in them. But okay. but I think the, the challenge a lot of people have is when they pick up the Bible for the first time. Mm-hmm. Is it's intimidating as far as reading and understanding what the meaning is, yeah. right? Uh, so how, how, how does one do that? I mean, yeah, you can go to Bible study, right? That's one way. There's a lot of apps out there. I'm sure you can YouTube something. Mm-hmm. But as far as how is it that you picked up the Bible and you had so much interest and you were comparing the New to the Old Testament and how how did can you have Can we start that? there with the New and the Old? Yeah, how did you have an understanding of... I didn't. I'd never picked up a Bible in my life. Oh, well, sorry, that's not true. I picked up a Bible. Uh, I never, read, every, read, read, I never every, read every it. every hotel every, in the side drawer has a Bible. <laughs> no, but every, every Armenian in their homes got Bibles <laughs> in high places and you know under pillows Definitely. and stuff. First thing but, I check every time. <laughs> open the drawer; it's a Bible. There and it is. It's here. They're meant. It's, no, it's, it's, it's actually meant for you to be t- to, for you to take it. No, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, Gideon's who produces those Bibles is an organization that passes out Bibles for free. No shit. Now so I was thinking, like, I if you take guy, it, you're going to go to hell. No, so there's this, <laughs> this is what's hilarious, by the way. I had a guy that said, I got to confess something to you. Uh, and it, he was a very uh, interesting character, let's just say that. And it was very heavy on his heart, whatever this thing. He's like, I have to tell you this. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, I stole a Bible once. I was like, what do you mean? You st- like, who'd you steal it from? Like, you know, I was in a hotel room, and then, you know, I, oh, I took that Bible. I've, I've been feeling bad for it for years. <laughs> I told him, bro, that was meant to, for you to be taken. Poor like, <laughs> guy got those, his, finally got some rest after those, all those Those days. people are very happy you took that Bible. But, um, but hold on, who puts it in there? Is the, the Gideon's ho- organization works with so, hotels. So they uh, basically stock the hotel up with a bunch of Bibles, and they say yeah. if it's taken, just replace it with another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's interesting. their own translation. It's a good translation. It would be really nice if someone told the rest of the population, you know. There it is, everyone. <laughs> uh, if you need a Bible, 
Yeah. Gideon's Baptist. <laughs> they also pass them out. You know, you, the little ones that you get in like yeah. New Testament. That's the so, same organization. Okay, what is the cost of a Bible if you go to the store, bookstore and buy one? Depends. Depends like, what you're looking like at. Like $50, $100? You can get a Bible for 20 bucks. You can get it for 5 bucks. How much is a hotel room? 60 bucks. Where are you <laughs> They don't have it in Alvarado, bro. I was thinking of <laughs> the book price, 60 bucks. <laughs> He's staying. I stayed as Nacho's read press. Edgar's staying at a hotel off of Route 66. <laughs> there's an old man sitting on a rocking chair. There's only three rooms in the whole hotel. Jesus bro. Christ. Oh. And there's a dead hooker in one of them. <laughs> So, <laughs> look, the Bible's a complicated book, going, going back to it. Uh, I think that's a great question you're asking. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. And, and H- Hector says, you understand by first surrounding, surrendering to Jesus as Lord and Savior. But yeah, surrendering. And that's religious language, by the yeah. way. I mean, that's what I call that, that Christianese. Yeah, John what does that mean? What does it mean to surrender? Uh-huh. I, I would say it means to follow Jesus. I, I, and, and I think that's a more clear-cut definition. Uh, you know, sometimes we have... Like political lingo, yeah. um, religious lingo, like church lingo. People in churches use kind of words and stuff like that uh, where the outside world doesn't normally talk like that. You know, in churches, sometimes people, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm blessed, brother. Yeah. It's like people don't talk like that. That's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> like church folks talk like that. And that's okay maybe in that context. Yeah. So again, surrendering to Jesus, uh, I would say, would be essentially giving up your rights to your life to follow Jesus. And how do you know that? It would be whatever the Bible instructs you on what that looks like. What he's talking about is what I said in very short way of following Jesus. So yeah. what basically every, everybody's, everybody's life is different. So, I mean, you're saying surrendering your life. I mean, as far as, as, far as what, though? I mean, just mm-hmm. your giving purpose. Everything. So yeah. I would say, this, look. Um, like my so purpose. You're, you're my a purpose, real estate agent. Yeah. My purpose, purpose is to is sell houses. No. That's my, fine. My purpose mm-hmm. is to provide for my wife and my kids. Sure. That's primary purpose. Yeah. That's, perp- that's the only purpose that I see in life. Sure. Is to basically provide for them, making sure everything I do is for them and it, it creates a better future for my daughter and my future kids. Yeah. That's my purpose. That's I mean, a pretty selfish purpose right there. That's it. That's it. it. it Nothing it. else. That's as long as your kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw the rest. Fuck <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Basically, forget the rest. Even of the myself. Um, he didn't even mention himself. That's the only part that's, where I said that's I, my main. I no, him no, hold on. Hold mention on. himself. If you if you're gonna go into detail as far as what else, my yeah. main purpose is that. If 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 your main purpose isn't provide for your family and your kids, I don't know what else. Well. I and again, I'm I, not. I, I'm I not saying define other it as things. Main purpose, because you know, your main purpose it, it changes with with different stages. Wouldn't you in guys life. say being a good human would be the main purpose? Yeah, top of the list. W- well, yeah. What, what? I mean, ultimately, here here's the way I see it: is I, I I look at it as when my book comes to an end, right? <laughs> when somebody reads. My my book, not I'm not literally writing a book, right? The book of my life. Mm-hmm. What is it going to say? What have I done? What have I contributed to? No, this? that's going that's going when deeper saying, <coughs> into well, main what purpose. I'm saying though. You're going into a rabbit hole of what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course. You said main purpose. Yeah, that's my main purpose. But you've you've been a father for how many years? Four years. So you can't say that's the main purpose of your life, can you? Why can't I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, cur- just, no, 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 currently, no. it's a major part of his. Currently, life. Currently, that's 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 what it. 
I would me, say me, any human being, you're yeah. born, your top priority is to be... Don't steal. Don't hurt nobody. Don't don't <laughs> just going kill just nobody. Commandments. <laughs> you're, that's it. You're done. Like just be a good human being. Look, that's yeah. It. I mean, we we can talk about that. As yeah, yeah. Look, Again, you're. I mean, you're taking what I'm saying. You're kind of taking it out of context. I mean, uh, as far as the being a human being, being a person, being a friend, being a husband, all that yeah. stuff. I understand. But as far as me going to bed, waking up in the mornings, and basically that drive that's in me is for is for her. It's for the wife. That's that's what's basically pushing me as far as my main focus. Yeah. Other things in life, of course. There's so many other things that obviously I've contributed to, but as far as me making those priority, no. So you have unconditional love for your family. I have unconditional <laughs> Ooh, love. We're going <laughs> back to that. <laughs> he, he, he tries to. He tries to. I try oh to. Oh, my God. I try to. I, I have unconditional one day, love for one my... One day you guys are going to all come to terms that there is un- con- unconditional love, huh? No, I mean we've we've, 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 we've discussed I, I this. Still don't agree we don't there. agree. Well, I'm the only one that said. But that we'll ask though, but our philosopher let's, friend. Let's ask <laughs> He's read. Well, hold on, we're going. We're, we're, no, no, no. I mean, if, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into it. But right know. now, we're as far as we're <laughs> yeah. in the top. We're in the topic of giving your life yes. to Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what does that essentially Look, I mean? Would say, I would say this uh, because sometimes people think giving your life to Jesus means becoming, uh, you know, a pastor, a priest, whatever, like a religious, whatever religious means in their mind. I would say this. How would want? How would Jesus want you to live as a real estate agent, right? How would uh, don't ch- cheat. Say, say yeah? So so you don't you, uh, you don't cheat your disclose customers, everything. Right? <laughs> if you're gonna ask yourself, should I disclose but, it? Answer is yes. Um, look, so, some of the stuff in any job, okay? So there's like industry secrets, for example, that you're not gonna right. disclose. Right. And I don't think that's cheating. Okay, that's the, maybe that's wisdom. Maybe that's what makes you the best shoemaker on the planet is because you have this specific way of sewing that nobody else does and they got to come study from you in order to learn that and you're able to sell that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i don't think that but what i would say is this um following jesus would mean are you doing it out of love for your customers right like you have a job do you do you actually love your customers and you got to define love here i would say love is intending the best for them so if you're selling a home and you're thinking about the well-being of your customers you're seeing you, you can go to them and say hey i know you guys really like this house but I don't think it's the best for your family. Look at this other one that you guys, or whatever, right? I'm just yeah. coming up with examples. <clears throat> Depending on the job I've, you're I've in. I've said that about seven times this week. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I so, think that's one of the reasons I, would, I can't be a realtor. Because if I walk into a house and if the family asks me, would you live here? Probably 99.5% of the homes I would say, no. <laughs> they'd yeah, be well, like no, can we look at the next one no but that's that, hold on <laughs> that's not what they're even supposed to ask you but I think there's a difference between what I live here and do I think yeah. you guys you mind you right? and, and mind you this you'll you'll know if they like it or not from their body language where there's been times I've walked into a house with a client they've walked around and Right off the bat, like I know this is not for them. And when they'll ask me, they'll go, you know, what did you think? I'll be like, it's not for you. Yeah. It's not about what I think. It's not for you. <clears throat> it, you're gonna, you're, either yeah. you're going to outgrow it. You didn't like the yard. It's, it, there's something. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's how, that's how I look at it. I, I don't look at that as, fo- again, not to step on your toes or anything. Oh, I don't look at that away. as following <laughs> Jesus. I, follow, I look it's at it as I being would, a good person. So I would say that I would agree with oh. you. I don't think that is following Jesus. I would say when somebody says, We're missing I'm, giving nice my comments, life, I'm giving my life to mm. Jesus, 
then Jesus encompasses your entire life. But I mean, your job, the way you parent, the way you love your wife, or if you're a woman, your husband, and it should be only those two for our uh, left-leaning friends. Um, I, I think it's biblically grounded. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, we get that stuff, I think, from traditional Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm saying, when, when somebody says, I'm following Jesus, um, that means they're, they're, they've accepted that they are sinners before God and need to be forgiven. They've accepted his forgiveness in the sense uh, that... Of this all, what do you Arthur? Mean? The realistic, like today, nowadays, uh, you know... Do you mean tangible? Tangible okay. of all this? Yes. Yeah, so do we want to go into yeah. that right now? I mean, Ho- hold on to it. I think we'll yeah. No, nice. that's no. I know, I know. But that's that. Let's that's going further down. But I mean, yeah, the comments yeah. are going crazy. Some of these comments <laughs> yeah. are amazing. That's, uh, the, hold, hold on to that whole tangible finger rubbing thing. Well, sure. Ninette made a great comment about what you said. She said, "I think it's it's more of a priority than a purpose." Yes, that is a priority. I would definitely call what he said a priority, not a purpose. Look, I would. But, but again, it's. But then, uh, let's, yeah. let's define to it each like their this. own. I mean, if that's a priority, that's different. To me, that that's a priority, not a purpose. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a bit philosophical here, sure, okay? Because sure. my my training's in philosophy. Um, that's why you're on the show now. Yeah, that's why you're sitting now. there, that's not why you're sitting there these guys. Um, <laughs> you, so get the, you get the from you. We got the side. My, yeah. <laughs> my training is on being an asshole. So. Oh. Uh, here's I, I concur. Look, here's a cup, right? Uh-huh. So the creator of the cup, whoever it was or whatever, it was a group yeah. of people or developed <clears throat> slowly, regardless, had a purpose for this cup. Say the purpose was uh, drinking liquid out of it. We won't say coffee because then that'll take us into some, yeah, you know, what course. the difference yeah, between we, a cup and a mug is. Yeah, we tend right? to digress this, 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 stuff like this that. kind of stuff. And that's okay. Uh, but it's to drink liquid out of it. Now, I can use this to smash someone over the head with it. But we'd say that's not the purpose of it. Yeah. Right? But you used it as a, as a tool. That's not Look, a prop, bro. Don't by the it. way, by, I was going <laughs> to By the way, this is exactly where I would say left-leaning folks get wrong about guns. Because they confuse what the purpose of a gun is and how people use that thing. Mm-hmm. It's a and, tool. Yeah, anything could be used for evil. Anything, yeah. Okay. Hammers kill more people. <clears throat> Hammers, knives, forks, whatever it may be. But they they have a primary purpose. Now, here's the way I would put it. I think God has created humanity for a purpose. The purpose of humanity is to be in continuous relationship with God, relationally connected with Him. Human beings rebelled against that. I think all of us are aware of the Adam and Eve story, right? But the general understanding of that story is that human beings rebelled against God and said, we don't want to have you rule over us. We don't want your rule, your authority. We're going to establish our own rule by ourselves. This is essentially the sin of eating the, the fruit. Is that pre or post religion? What do you mean? Because that is you, the religion. The because, okay, but religion itself, the, the reason why, again, in my opinion, that so many people are against it is because it's also done a lot of harm. Right. As far as if you look at how many hundreds of millions, if not billions of people have been killed in the name of religion. Uh So when you talk about God, are you talking about to me? God is not religion. Sure. Right. God is your faith in a higher power. Uh, To me, that's not religion, whether it's called Christianity, Buddhism, anything you want. To me, those are all man-made names in my in my opinion. So if you believe in God. That, that's all that matters, right? You have faith. You follow. You, 
you can follow scripture, but to me, that that's not as important okay. as having faith in a higher power. Armand's asked like five questions in one like <coughs> sentence. So let's break it down. Okay? Sure. Why is so, no, that, so no, that, that's, that's why that's okay. I said is no, that pre right. or post religion? Because it it makes it, I think that, it makes that's, a difference. That's your analysis of it. Um, okay. But the way this stuff has developed is that it's always been developed within a religious context. There was no pre or post. That's kind of your commentary on the subject. So I mean, it, does it's that, always been like that. So I mean, does does that basically is that you when kind of the beginning or always? Hold on, hold on. Is that you basically saying that the Adam and Eve story wasn't really two people and one of them made an apple? It's just it was it was a different story and they just turned it into Adam no, and Eve. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, so here's what I mean. Um, generally speaking, the first five books of the Bible are credited to Moses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Moses writing these five books is already writing it within a religious context. So when he's asking me it's before re- religion or after religion, that's not a question that applies to yeah. that subject because Moses is writing it as a revelation from God. Okay, um, and again, I want to go at the bare bones of the Adam and Eve story is that humanity, by the way, Ad- Adam, the name Adam means human. <clears throat> okay. It's used both as both as a proper name and as a general reference to humanity. Okay. See, this is why I'm saying I'm like the fact that Adam and Eve is not two people. Is it society it, I, or is no? It, I think the Bible presents them as two people, so as the parents like, and uh, representatives of humanity. As in, like that's how. Yeah, that's how that. Again, God's we'll we'll get into so that. That's a fine. Yeah, let's let's unpack that a little bit. As far as <laughs> from my own understanding too, when you say there is no pre or post, okay. So how how long has religion? W- w- what was the first religion ever? Was it Christianity or what was? What no, was it, it can't be Christian. The first religion ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, like an established religion. No, um, no, not established. Established is too proper. As far as something where people are following it as that's a, what I mean. Pe- people have a set of beliefs and stuff like that. It's very difficult to comment on. Not how scholars about paganism. Aren't, is that, yeah, so is that scholars aren't religion? always in agreement. For example. When you look at Egyptian kind of uh, you know history, at different points, and scholars disagree on this. Some people think Egyptians were originally monotheistic and then it became polytheistic. Some people think they were always polytheistic and then it, like societies moved towards monotheism more so. Monotheism being the belief in only one God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very difficult for me to comment on that because it seems to be the case that societies are always religious. There is no naturally atheistic society. We we have not found it everywhere we go there's some kind of a religious makeup to the culture but when you say but but atheism doesn't mean again if you you, you're not religious doesn't mean you're an atheist that's true yes so so that's why my my again my question what i'm trying to understand maybe this will help you is when you that's why when i say i think god comes before any religion is because I'm sure prior to anybody accepting or coming up with a religion, it's a ma- religion is is man-made, okay. right? So people believed in God way before sure. that. Okay. So that's why that that's the question. Okay, I'm I'm the, to, okay. I think I got your question. <clears throat> okay. I mean, back back in the days, they believed in what Zeus and yeah. Uh, yeah the, the Greeks had their gods where the gods there was a god of, of yeah. sun, god Athena, of love, and, mm-hmm. and then there was the god of gods, which was Zeus. Yeah. In, in in essence, you would look at it as he was he was the he was the Almighty. Yeah, um, I wouldn't, and I'll tell you why. So let me, 
I think I've understood your question. Okay, I'm going to use some words and then I'll define them because. Uh, sure. By the way, guys, like and share it because this is going to be it's good. It's going to get very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like and share it, and subscribe if you haven't already. Shame on the, you if you haven't. Already. Yeah, and hit the bell button. <laughs> so here's what I would say. Look, um, I'm going to use a couple of philosophical words and I'll break them down. Okay. So in philosophy, there's this understanding before between what's called ontological stuff and then epistemological stuff. Okay. Epistemological stuff is stuff that you have access to knowledge-wise. Do you know about it? Okay. Know about it through what? It's knowledge, whatever. Like uh, books? It could be thinking about it. It could be your observation, like you see that thing is black or something like okay. that. That's still. Ontological means, it, it, ontology is the study of being. So we're talking about the existence of certain things. Okay. So when you're talking about God comes before religion, I think you're talking about God existing as a being, like ontologically, and then religion being uh, an explanation of God or an attempt at an explanation of God, more in the epistemological realm. So one has to do with the knowledge of the subject. One has to do with the subject itself. Okay, and I think that that's what you're talking about. And if you, if if I understand you right, yeah. I agree with you. God has pre-existed anything because God's always existed. Right. God has always been. Right. Yeah, that's what we mean when we talk about God being eternal. Uh, our formulation of God, our understanding of God. Now, any Christian theologian will tell you it's. Uh, our understanding of God has progressed within the scriptural context. So, for example, uh, Paul in the New Testament, when he's writing, has a better understanding of who and what God is than Abraham uh, when God calls him to go to the land of Canaan, for example. Like Abraham's understanding of God would have been very minimal. Uh, but and it's like 3,000 years separating them, by the way. And Paul's understanding of God would have been more uh, holistic. Uh, because God has slowly revealed himself to humanity. God didn't just dump uh, his entire knowledge about who he is as a, as a person, as a being, just on humanity. It's, it's not just like a, uh, I don't know, a da- da- data dump, right? Like it's, it, yeah. it doesn't just happen like that. Much. It's just slowly, uh, slow, I mean, depends how long define slow, but it's, it's a continuous revelation, self-revelation. Yeah. Look, I would uh, compare that to any relationship we have. Friends, uh, marriage relationship is probably the best example. Like when we get married, you know, we don't know our wives perfectly. Our wives don't know us perfectly. Well, it's a, it's some a people don't revelation. have wives. They have two husbands. <laughs> well, we, that we'll put on the side. Because uh, I, I wouldn't consider that an actual marriage, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I think marriage has a very specific, well-defined definition In to today's it. Very age? sacred. Today's I, didn't, I don't care what today's culture believes, man. Oh, we're going to get into some <laughs> really this is getting dirty. juicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I try not to be offensive. If people take offense at that, then th- th- those are things I can't backtrack. Because, again, when we talk about following Jesus, I submit myself to the revelation that see- I see in the Bible. So if the Bible defines marriage, for example, as between a husband and a wife, and one at that, one man, one woman, I can't come to it and say, well, that's kind of really nice. I'm going to disagree with it. Following Jesus means I agree with it. I submit myself to his revelation about himself. Do you see that being revised or updated with no. everything else that's being revised? Oh, yeah. I, I see certain religious communities, uh, what, what I would say, they are theologically liberal. Mm-hmm. And they're, by the way, theological liberalism has been around for about, uh, give or take, 100 to 150 years. Okay, It started in Germany, a number of philosophical and theological mm. developments. Makes sense that it started in Germany. Now he, it does. It absolutely does. Why? Um, well, Germany had, the at the time, they had the best philosophers, best theologians, best scientists. 
And some of them started buying into certain um, philosophical viewpoints yeah. that led them in that direction. Right? Mm-hmm. For example, like words don't have meaning or something yeah. like that. Um, and then that drew, they drew conclusions on that. Well, if words don't have meaning, then the Bible doesn't ultimately have meaning. And therefore, we make up the meaning. And so when you talk about marriage, well, we can give marriage any kind of meaning we want to it. So theological liberalism usually gets coupled, by the way, with political liberalism. Uh, but I like to distinguish them when I talk about them. Um, abiding is Ani, right? Is it Ani or Anna? Abiding in truth? <coughs> mm, I, forgot. I forgot who it was. Well, anyways, he, he or very, she... Very I think smart. She, yeah. He says, high in Aramaic means living. Uh, yeah. Yah means God. Stand, well, that's land. Hayastan. Okay. Um, basically, I, have you heard of it? I don't know. Yah... <coughs> Uh, yeah, Yahweh, Godland. Yahweh is um, the name of God that we're presented with in uh, in the Bible. Jehovah's Witnesses mistranslate that and put a J in there. The Hebrew language doesn't have a letter J, so that's why they're wrong about that. Wait, so what does Jehovah's Witness and Jehovah, the Hebrew language have to do with it? Because they say God's name is Jehovah. They insist on that. But in Armenian, we say Yehovah. Yehovah. Yeah, or yeah, Yah- Yah- Yahweh is probably the best pronunciation of Yahweh. Yahweh. Um, Yehovah, depending on how you are. Can we go back to yeah. all of this? Word? By the way, I don't know that. Um, I'm very careful when it comes to words being broken up and given meaning. Yeah, I'm not sure because Yah is not God in Armenian. Yah is God, say, in Hebrew. And I have no idea whether the Armenians were running around talking Hebrew. Or they're talking about, I mean, maybe Vahan can comment on that. And probably <laughs> yeah, lot, he's a, a historian. A lot better than I did because he, he does the whole word stuff, you know. Um, but uh, I'm just guessing there. I, I, so I'll now just refrain someone from like commenting. someone like me that doesn't understand any of this, New Testament, Old Testament, can we yeah. start with the difference between those two? Sure. It's um, like the Delta and then Delta Plus. No, it's that. not. <laughs> That's a bad comparison. Up, wow. <laughs> Wait till 2025 when the booster comes out. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say it's like Alec Baldwin with the AR. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Nobody's <laughs> handing him an AR for a long time. <laughs> no. Look, I, uh, let's see. The, the the I want to know yeah, about so the difference. We got to realize things. what we call the New Testament mm-hmm. is pretty old. <laughs> uh, so it's 2,000 years old. Um, and so some people, some scholars like referring to it as the old, uh, older testament than the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, basically, it ha- testament, the word testament, means covenant. Which modern translation, I'm completely fine using the word contract. Okay, because it has the same similar components. Covenant, you know, like a marriage covenant. It's a marriage it's contract. It's a contract, right? basically. So the major divisions in the Bible are between a older contract or older covenant God signs with his people and a new contract or covenant that God signs with his people. So who follows the old con- uh, testament? Who follows the new testament? Yeah, so uh, historically speaking, Jews had the old testament and that was what we would refer to as the Hebrew Bible. Right? Jews still do. Okay. The old testament. Yes. So Christians follow the old and the new testament. With modifications is what I would say. So in, in essence, it would be very, the very coming. Confusing. The, in, in essence, it would be the coming of Jesus doesn't exist in the Old Testament. No, the coming of Jesus prophesied about in the Old Testament. Yes, yes. No, but it does. does it doesn't mention Jesus, does it? 
in the Old Testament. By, by name? No. no. But, but a figure is presented that's going to come correct. and save the world. H- hence the reason why, you know, when Jesus came and he said, you know, I am the Messiah, the Jews killed him. Exactly, because they said you're not, because that's not the Messiah they were expecting. They so, were expecting I mean, a military, religious military leader to fight against the Romans and, and rescue them from Roman oppression. Is that why they killed him? Basically? Essentially, yeah, because they, remember what they said. He claims to be the king of the Jews. I mean, what is posted on his cross? King of the Jews. But now the Romans post that because that was the accusation that he was claiming to be a king. Oh, so basically the Romans, when they crucified him, they crucified him as a, listen, we killed, we killed your king, basically. Yes, kind not of mocking them, even though they're not accepting well, him. Well, no, 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 of it's course. No, no, ob- yeah, obviously. Obviously, that's Boy, right. I'm so Look, confused here. Albert, the Old Testament is basically what the Jews follow, and the New Testament brings in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got that part, bro. Okay. But what I'm questioning here, you guys said Jesus is a Jew. Sure, yeah. All right. Killed by the... Ethnically Jewish, yeah. Okay, but he was killed by the Romans. Yes. No, no. He was killed by the Romans on command of the Jews. Jews. So yes and no. Here's why. Uh, The Jews, the the Jewish nation was under the control of the Roman Empire. One of the laws that the Roman Empire had was that the Jewish nation could not give capital punishment to anyone. They could punish people however they wanted, but they could not give capital punishment. They could not put, give them the death penalty. That was always the decision of the Roman Was there fear governor. behind that? No, it's just that's what uh, nations who are dominating other nations do. They take their rights away. Oh, we're seeing that happen. Sometimes our too. own governments try to take our own rights away. No. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> so, Who's Brandon? <laughs> so the confusion maybe is there, is that when the Jewish authorities arrest Jesus... It's an illegal arrest and trial, by the way. They have an illegal trial at night uh, when they're not supposed to. But nonetheless, they convict him, and then they want to put him to death, but they can't because they don't have the authority to put him to death. So they take him to the governor of the Jerusalem, essentially, who's Pontius Pilate, and they say, they say, we want you to put this guy to death. And that's when you get Pontius Pilate saying, why? What has he done? On what accusations? Blasphemy. And, but that doesn't count for the Romans because that's a religious accusation. He needs a civil accusation. And they say he claimed to be a king. So essentially they're saying, hey, he's, he's claiming to be against Caesar. He's claiming oh, to be a king. And, and so now he doesn't want to do it. Pontius Pilate, right, he washes his hands. He says, hey, listen, this is on you. It's not on me. I don't want to do this. But they're insisting on it. As a matter of fact, the two individuals that Jesus sees, which is Pontius Pilate, the governor of um, uh, the Jerusalem district, and then the other guy he sees is the governor of uh, Herod uh, Antipas. He's the governor of where Jesus is from, his hometown. Okay. Both of them don't find him guilty. But the crowds are so insistent on him being put to death where they say, where uh, he doesn't want an uprising on his hands, it seems like. Pon- uh, Pontius Pilate doesn't want an uprising on his hand. Um, and so he says, I'm just going to give you guys whatever you guys want. And, and he even presents it. He says, hey, do you want me to set Barabbas free, this guy who's an actual criminal, or Jesus? And the people say, we can take Barabbas, crucify Jesus. And he says, okay, it's a, your decision. You guys made that decision. Oh, shit. Um, and so that's, that's what they crucified. How many of you are glad you weren't alive back then? <laughs> I'm very happy I was alive back then. Was, damn, they would take me out real quick. Back then. <sighs> so... <laughs> So again, the just mouth like don't, don't rush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. We're getting there. <laughs> don't push so your right. leg. We're getting there. <laughs> Wait for it. All, all. By the way, 
all totalitarian governments have a very similar trend to that, yeah. guys, right? Like, so, I mean, in, in essence, basically, God sets down Jesus as his, as as a form of him, which but he calls himself the Son of God, <laughs> and he comes down to earth, saying that basically he's the Messiah, but then he dies for our sins. So, I mean, what what was what was the, the reason he came down? I mean, was it to come down to basically say, "Hey, I'm the Messiah, huh. I'm I'm the coming of God," or was it, "Hey, okay, love, you know, this this, this, this didn't work, this didn't, ready at that this time? didn't work out, so I guess I'll just die yeah. for your sins." No, I mean, uh, Jesus very clearly tells. Uh, as a matter of fact, when Jesus is is born, right, and then um, I'm I'm gonna throw in some comments there because people have misconceptions. Usually, we're used to nativity scene where the three wise men are there, right, or the three magi. Um, the three magi are never. The Bible never says there's three of them. It just says three gifts. It's not wise men. Okay? It's wise nuts. Bro. It's wise nuts. Okay. So it's <laughs> not. Holy shit! It, there's it, three of them. <laughs> oh my god! It just freaked me out right there. So um, now, now they, you get it. Now I get it. There was there was a there was a prophecy. The fourth one had to be. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, that's not from me, everyone. Four horsemen. Episode forty, last minute oh, and a half. Oh. Go ahead, continue. So look. Um, these, these guys come from the east and they present Jesus with gifts and some of the gifts have to do with his death the, the gift they present mirror uh, frankincense and gold uh, apart from the gold the other two are meant to be used in uh, funeral preparations of the body now capture mm-hmm. this your babies let's say give or take two years old when these guys arrive okay and to the parents they're presenting gifts which are meant for funerals Preparations for funerals. These guys are saying that G- G- there's a purpose to his life. Okay? And talking about purpose, Jesus very clearly talks about the purpose of his life being his sacrifice. When he comes on the scene and John the Baptist is discipling, uh, uh, baptizing people, John looks at Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Right? Um, the matar, basically. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's why, now going back oh. to what the distinction between the Old Testament and New Testament is, let me finish my thought here, um, is that, so why are there no longer, in the Old Testament, there's a lot of sacrifices, animal sacrifices, okay? And I'm going to say something that maybe a lot of Armenians that are part of the Armenian Apostolic Church are going to not like, but that's okay. We can talk about it. Um, in the New Testament, the animal sacrifice system is completely obliterated. It's, as a matter of fact, it's considered unnecessary. Why? Well, because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. You don't need that stuff anymore. Because if in the Old Testament they're sacrificing animal for, uh, animals for uh, ritual cleansings, for example, they've sinned or they've done something wrong and they offer these to God as a ritual cleansing, Jesus is the ultimate cleansing. So in essence, right. you're actually sinning when you're basically doing a maltach. I would agree yes. with you. Yeah. Hmm. But hold you on. You my opinion on that, yes. But wait, wait. <laughs> but here, see, here's, here's what kind of throws me off as well. Uh, John was baptizing people, right? Mm-hmm. Do Jews baptize? Uh, no, but at, at the so time, who was he, what was he baptizing? Who was he baptizing? Who was it, what was what was the purpose behind the so, baptism? Yeah, so it's it's very clear that it's a it's a baptism uh, meant for um, repentance, and and repentance is a very again one of these religious words that we use, but it's it's not in its original language. It just means to turn around. Okay, like you're walking in a direction, and somebody says, "Repent." repent. That means turn around and walk this way. Doesn't mean okay? you the Greek change word is, your mind. It does mean you change your mind. Yeah. So uh, it's the word, the Greek word is metanoia. It, it means to change your direction, change your mind. Mm-hmm. 
essentially admit whatever you're going, whatever you're doing is wrong and, and walk the opposite direction. So John was telling people, you guys are living wrong. You guys need to repent and do what God wants you to do. Okay? Um, and a sign of repentance was him baptizing, which continues into our Christian heritage. Jesus gets baptized. Um, and then Jesus' disciples themselves start baptizing people. And Jesus tells his disciples, go into the world. This is at the end of the story, after the resurrection. He says, go into the world, into all nations, all ethnic groups as a matter of fact, uh, teaching them all that I have commanded you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So baptism becomes what, uh, what we call a sacrament, right? So it's one of the two we could say that we have, baptism and uh, and communion. So, but th- that was that was Jesus basically saying. But what what was the purpose of John doing? It? John's was a, it was a to- sign. It was a, it was essentially a washing. Like someone would come and say, "Yeah, I want I want John to baptize me. I'm repenting. Yeah, I was so I've been living my life wrong." It kind of goes back to what Armand was saying, as far as you know, what God, what religion, you know, what was where was, you know, where did it all begin? John wasn't a Christian. There was no Christianity. No. But you got to realize that in, in Christian theology, Christianity is not something that just pops out of nowhere. Like, it takes time. There's a, no, no, no. What I'm saying is uh, it, it has a heritage. The Old Testament is the heritage of Christianity. Mm. Right. There's I, a reason people have a statement like the Judeo-Christian worldview. Yeah, There's a reason these two things that? are connected together. Because oh. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Now, going back to his question about Old Testament and New Testament... The Christian says all the stuff in the Old Testament that was given was leading up to the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And Jesus has fulfilled all of this stuff. Okay? It's time to close and put it away. Not necessarily put it away. We, we still use it because there's a great deal of revelation about God that you know. God says stuff about himself. Uh, now, there's things in the Old Testament that we no longer follow. Uh, like? the, the reason, like dietary laws, you know, eating pork, for example. We don't follow these dietary laws because they were meant to be dietary laws in the Old Testament for various reasons. Some of them we know, some of them we don't, frankly. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, But they're religious dietary laws where the New Testament doesn't have the religious dietary laws. Okay, um, And so some we follow, some we don't. Some of them are moral laws that carry over because they're just morality is just generally universal. Like, don't rape, don't uh, murder, uh, what, don't steal, don't lie, all, all those things, right? Man. So those things carry over. Right now, t- nowadays, we're just completely against the New Testament, Old Testament. Everything's upside down today, bro. Yeah, and I, I, I think, <coughs> you know, there's a passage in the Bible uh, that essentially speaks about woe to a people who call good evil and evil good. It's crazy. And but I she, think there's, <laughs> there's go, some truth to that in our culture. I mean, go, going, back, going back further into the Bible, obviously there's, there's multiple stories behind you know the religious aspects of christianity or judaism or you know whatever it is uh but some of the stories like you you, you read them and this is why i was asking you about you know the adam and eve mm-hmm. was it something that ha- took place and they took the adam and eve story and created that i mean again you know we're in 2021 uh, to call myself a religious person i'd be lying Mm-hmm. Uh, do I go to church every now and then? Yeah, I do. I'll go to church. I'll light a candle. I'll sit there. I'll kind of soak in the energy. And, you know, that's what I like to call it. It's kind of like a positive energy. I like to soak in. Uh, 
but as far as like some of the some of the stories behind it, Adam and Eve, Noah, mm-hmm. it, it, you 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 read stuff like that, and you're like, you're telling me there was a guy that God spoke to, and he said, "I'm going to kill everybody in the world, except for you and your family, mm-hmm. and two of each animal, mm-hmm. male, female, each and every animal, each and every animal." So I need you to build a ship, and I'm going to send those animals to you. And I'm going to flood the, the world for 40 days and 40 nights. And then you'll repopulate the world. Bam. Well, you hear that story to a person who's even not very, to a person who's not religious. They'll be like, oh, okay, it's, it's again, forgive me, but I mean, it, it sounds like a fairy tale. Fiction. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a story-like element to it, right? And I would say it is a story. But not also just because it's a story doesn't mean it's false. But but um, it also ha- doesn't mean it's true. Sure, true. sure, yeah. Now I'm not saying it's not true. Like how long ago did that take place? Uh, typically, folks date the Noah story at like 4400 BC, I think. 4400 BC. Yeah. So four, six thousand. Six thousand. So years ago, we've we've found dinosaur bones. Sure. We've found artifacts leading back to. God knows when. Where's Noah's Ark? Right where it's supposed to be parked. What do you mean? I mean, is, is there any evidence behind it? You know, look, uh, people have claimed all sorts of evidence for Noah's Ark. Again, I'm um, not trying to be no, 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 you, cynical I, I, here. I like this stuff. No, I, I really enjoy this. Because um, I, I want to answer these questions, number one, to the best of my abilities. That doesn't mean they're always right. <laughs> uh, number two, and I want to give the most information that I can. Uh, because not all Christians, for example, are in agreement of a global flood or a local flood. Like Christian theologians disagree on this subject. Some people, some legitimately Christian thinkers, theologians, think that the flood is a local flood. It's a localized flood to that region. It's not on a global scale. Okay. Now I, but when in I, that like, region, like some, what's going to flood that region? I mean, there's local floods all the time. I get yeah. it, but like it, it, that specific yeah. region, what body of water is going to flood it? I don't know. I mean, it's very difficult. I, I can't comment on that because, again, that's kind of beyond my just like my you, know, you understand but I'm, like, I'm telling that specific you, area. I want is, you to know that you're not like when you think about these things, it's not necessarily um, that you're recognizing something and bam, like you can't be a Christian or something like that. No, 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 no. It's right? not that. It's For yeah. me, it's kind of wrapping my head around something like that. Where Sure. Like I said, if if I were to tell somebody who's not religious or a child that story, it would be like, okay, you know, it's 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 a story, it's a fairy tale. I mean, how could how could something no, like that flood to the, the point the, where oh, the, you know, where where is Mount Ararat? Well, Mount well, Ararat. Connor is, made a comment on that. What did he say? He said uh, Noah didn't have a boat and he didn't float here from Africa, Middle East. He was Armenian, heard God, built a stable. To sustain water, he was grounded in Arat before the rain started. Yeah, I mean, again, I uh, my comment on that stuff is always like based on what. Yeah. See, what I mean, that, that's quite a bit. That's uh, a lot of details in a story. Yeah. He's Armenian. He built this. He did that. <laughs> like right. Like, well, like not only eight that, components. Art, like li- based on what? Listen to this. So he said he was grounded at Arat. Yes. Before the rain started. Okay. People have died climbing Mount Arat. Literally, bro. People die doing getting coronavirus too. It's okay, yeah, look, it's you're not, going off topic. By the way, it's bro. not always Jesus it, Christ. It's not, it, but like pe- people have tried to, and, it, and it's it's not like a preparation where it's like, you know what? 
I think I'm in shape. I think I'm going to go climb Mount Ararat today. There's a process behind it's, it. You're telling me that, okay, he camped out on top of Mount Ararat, it flooded, and then he came down? Look, that's assuming that uh, the Ark ends up landing on the peak of Mount Ararat, like most of our paintings have, you know, the Ark up there. Uh, the Bible never says it's on the peak of Mount Ararat. It says that it came to rest. Vicinity. Of- it, it says it came to rest on the, on the mountains of Ararat. Uh, there's a number of uh, folks that have taken satellite pictures and they they think they have there's essentially like a hill that is shaped in the form of a big arc uh, they think that's where the arc landed yeah. uh, again these are based on satellite pictures uh, location is always now my thing is where's the arc I would assume when people would get off the arc you know that's pretty good wood that you want to reuse um, mm. and you might like I, Build Noah house. gets off Noah gets off the arc I mean, what would you do? Would you, would you go and cut down fresh trees and try to fix yourself a house out of it? Or would you use tar, existing, you know, lumber? existing well, it lumber I mean, it with tar on, on it? Well, I mean, it depends on what's left after the flood. It, it depends, but it seems like it's intact, right? Like, <laughs> and whether the insurance covers it. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say whether they have it's lumber like, prices from today or the like, honey, I'm, I'm, honey, prices, I'm calling you know? Jared from State Farm. It's just it's a dead tone. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, if, no, if Noah saw the lumber prices from today, he'd definitely reuse the art. Imagine he walked in. You know, like, I, I think that's just reasonable and rational to think about. Now, one of the things about the Noah story is that the bare bones of it, uh, there's a righteous man who's rescued from a global flood, um, and so on and so forth, is widely circulated throughout world history. It's not just the Bible. Hawaiians have a flood story. The Chinese have a flood story. Like, cultures disconnected from one another so, have this, a flood story this goes so it back be local yeah but no 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 well, it could be global or local I, I, for me that's not an issue some christians make it an issue this, i think it's global by the way but this goes back to what i was saying as far as it being something else that took place and the story was kind of changed well, why can it just be uh, the most accurate retelling of the story I mean, if you look at Noah's Ark as an accurate retelling of a story, it, it again, forgive me, but it sounds silly. It's an event. Why? But well, because you're telling me the world, the world floods, everybody dies, and Noah and his family repopulates the world. I mean, you're talking about incest here. Yes. Yeah. You, you can't run away from the the whole incest conversation from any worldview. By the way, even even if you talk about uh, you know evolutionary biology and stuff like that. There's serious questions that come to the picture of what kind of animals can actually produce together, even if they're evolving from one another. For example, a tiger and a lion can produce a liger, but it's yes. sterile. Yes, it, it can't produce its own offspring. So, Gain um, of function. Just, it's like it, a, just like a mule, donkey and a horse. Creates yeah, a mule, so what but I'm saying can't. is, you know, when, when people talk about the whole evolution, say Neanderthals and stuff, and uh, they're talking about were Homo <laughs> sapiens able to reproduce with Neanderthals? No, they you weren't. Know, some people think they were. Right no, again, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If uh, the whole of the same kind, because it's a small group, um, is is an issue that comes up for everybody. Okay, so I mean, and again, let me ask you this question: Why is incest wrong in the first place? Is that why they say King Fauci? Why is incest wrong in the first yeah. place? Uh, like, just, where do you get that idea from? I mean, just going on a on a scientific standpoint. Uh-huh. I mean, two siblings, God forbid, if they were to. <laughs> create an offspring scientifically and biologically mm-hmm. that child is going to have issues sure but that doesn't tell us if it's wrong you just told us what's happened well it's wrong to bring in a child into this world like that issues as i far mean as not every time it has issues arnold 
No, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not again. I'm not a. Let's, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a, I'm I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But I mean, somebody look You're it right. up. Somebody You're right. Somebody look it up. I You're mean, right. There will be genetic issues. What I'm saying is, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with producing offspring mm-hmm. that are going to have genetic issues? When? That's a moral evaluation of a situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're telling me what has happened, uh, and then you're kind of sliding in there your moral judgment of the story. Alec Baldwin shot someone. He know he did right? Um, now, th- we can sneak in moral judgments of him in that comment. Uh, Alec Baldwin uh, is an name. evil man and he shot someone. Can't believe right? like, I'm naming my son <laughs> Alec, bro. <laughs> You want, you might it's a great name. Think twice about uh, it. The, I know. the way I say it is, you redeem it, bro. You <laughs> <laughs> redeem it from. Just, just name him Baldwin. So this is what I'm talking about: is that, that there's something called the naturalistic fallacy, which is that you can't get an ought from an is. An ought is a moral obligation that people have to live by. You can't get, for example, black widows when they mate, right, end up feeding their mates to their children. Now I can't look at black widows operating like this and then say. It, therefore, Jeez. human mothers should do this or shouldn't do this. Yeah, but how what does is? that relate to... If you know there's a 50-50% chance that if you had a, a, a baby a, with your offspring? sibling, an mm-hmm. offspring, that there's a 50% chance or a 30% chance that they're going to have genetic... Uh, deformities. deformities. Sure. Yeah. I don't think black widows or lions or any animal would do that so let's unless, play with the data unless they intentionally did that to feed that genetically deformed offspring to 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 the other offspring sure that's but what that's how i think nature would act so so how would that make sense it's very interesting that you say numbers that are high like 50 50 or 30 70 or something like that let's play with the numbers a bit okay. let's make it 90 10 90 10 as far as what would you say 90% chance of being uh, no 90% chance of being completely fine and 10% chance of being but uh, no you can't look at it that way I mean mean, we we, we have to we we don't know the answer do you know the answer I don't know the answer if anybody I can't go on my phone because it's obviously no 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 I don't care about that I'm uh, the 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 point I'm making the hypothetical point I'm making is that still would. just I wouldn't I just still wouldn't be, do it. okay ju- yeah but you it's do think about the moral you do take that risk all the time you have no guarantee <laughs> and I have no guarantee I have three children I didn't have any guarantee that my kids weren't going to come out with any number of really strange and weird deformities yes nobody knows okay no. none of us know but no. we still have children yeah right as a matter of now I would say there's a moral obligation on the individual, but I have a place where I establish my morality, where I have a moral obligation. Say, if I know um, my child has an 80% chance of dying at infancy, I wouldn't necessarily want to have kids. Say, I would adopt, right? Yeah, I know, Um, but I mean, this is... uh, But that's a great ethical issue. What I'm saying is is, you're you're saying it's incest. Correct. I want to go back to the point. You're saying it's incest. I'm saying, where do you get your understanding that incest is wrong? What is it okay in the Bible? No, I'm saying I'm asking you. It's I have a, mo- a bibli- it's a moral thing. Look, bro. I have a biblical answer for it. Okay, I want to okay, know you, okay, for <laughs> Arno. Why, where do you get that morality? I, kind look, of basis, I, right? I look at it as I mean, we are two people that came from the same parents, mm-hmm. and we're not th- we're not brought to this world to basically produce Mate. together. But that, uh, where do you get that law from? 
Like, where does that rule come from? I mean, Why it's not? something that's been passed down from okay, so my family, my my parents, my parents' parents, my parents' parents' uh-huh. parents. Where we've looked at it and we've said, you know, you know, this is your brother, this is your sister, this is your, uh, you know, we're your parents, and you know, we want you to marry off and you know create, sure. you know, and again, when you get married with somebody. Two families become yeah, one. That's biblical. Yeah, that's ba- that's basically how I've been brought up. See, here's my, exactly the point I was making is that all your moral foundations, at least the ones you're talking about right now, are biblically grounded. You just don't know about it. No, I know. I understand that. So but it, my argument is basically the story behind, again, not only Noah, but the story behind Adam and Eve sure. as well. Yes. Adam and Eve are are two people that were basically created by God. Well, Adam was created, and then a piece no, of no, his the, rib was taken. Both of them are created by God. Yeah, uh, yeah, Adam was created first, and then a piece of his rib was taken. And yeah, again, going again. This is when I when you hear the story, just like, say uh, the story. The, yeah. A piece of his rib was taken, and sure. Eve was created, mm-hmm. and God said, "You know, you two will basically repopulate the world." Populate, and, yeah, or popu- Yeah, you, I'm sorry, populate the world. I'm going to know a story, <laughs> but populate the world. Uh, you know, you could do whatever you want except for this tree right here. Don't fucking touch this tree. Oh, yeah. Don't, Don't eat from it. this tree. Don't touch this tree. And then a snake comes along and says, hey, listen, this tree is just apples. It's yeah. So, okay. I, I think you're not Sweet doing justice. apples. I, I, so, okay. So, let me ask a question. If Arno had a sister, went yeah. to church or to an ordained minister and said, I want to marry my sister. We're getting married. Yeah. What would the response be? No. Why? Because because biblically there is regulations against incest, and they're giving and, and the regulations against it, the law given against it mm-hmm. is given in the law of Moses. Okay, as a matter of fact, say the uh, we've probably all heard like oh they were seven generations apart. Right. Where did we get the seven generation stuff? It's in the Bible. That's where we get it from. It's a biblical regulation that's given that people can't do this. Now what I'm saying is. Um, I went after him, and uh, uh, that, that's all in good fun. Uh, the, the reason being is because uh, we have biblically grounded laws and stuff we believe. Like our parents have told us stuff, you know, we live in certain ways, and we don't know where this stuff came from. Predominantly, yeah, we it's based in the Bible. We follow it, yeah, and I think it's good to follow it. Now, I think his question is completely legitimate. Well, if God's given a law to it in the law of Moses, what about before it? And my response simply would be, if there is no law against something, you're not doing something wrong. Mm. Okay? And it's a necessity of human development. Define all, law. What do you mean yeah. by law? Uh, that it's wrong to do that. So basically, before it was a law, it was but okay to do that. People yeah, there's, no law there's no law. law. Okay, so... Some looking, people, by the way, sorry, but some people also say because humanity is so fresh and stuff like that in regards to its creation, the genetic deformities have, have not kicked in. No, no, no. I mean, um, uh, again, let's throw science out. But then out. you're let's, saying law, but what law when yeah, there's no other people there but these two people? No, 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 no. Forget what that. Law? Forget that. But as far as, forget the genetic deformities and science behind it. You're saying, okay, back then it, there was no law behind it, so it wasn't a sin or it wasn't something bad, uh, but... Now, if you do it, it's bad. And but, back then, they were the only two people. Yeah, and back then, left. they were the only two people. But as far as, okay, looking at it as far as, okay, hey, God, um, you know, back then, what you guys did was bad. Don't do it again. But, you know, those people weren't sinners. Don't, those people were so, your, your great, 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 great grandparents. If you, were, if you were given that responsibility, 
Which one? Which one? The <laughs> Where it's just popular. Adam and Eve or thing? If it's just you and your sister. <laughs> Adam on. and Steve. Oh, it can't on be. <laughs> Hold on. Are Adam and Eve brother and sister? No. No, Adam and Eve are not brothers. Ah, see? The, the conversation's about their children. Okay, oh, so, so it's Adam kids. and Eve do it. That's fine. But their chid, kids start doing it. Okay, let's say you were their kids and you were given that responsibility to populate. Would you consider that or was it would it still be morally wrong would he know any better hold on did he know any that? better that's the thing they're, they're, because there's nothing to compare it to would he Look, have here's an, what I would another say option it's not necessarily brothers and sisters it, it, it after the first generation it becomes essentially cousins and then cousins of cousins depending on where the children are and who they belong to and stuff like that so the first generation is really where the struggle is but even if it happens today Let's it say. does happen. To it does no, in no, Louisiana. No, no. I'm sure. No, you know. no, no, no man, it does happen. Like I know. Ar- <laughs> look, I know Armenians. I've met really? Armenians that married their like Morkur's daughter. No. Yeah, yeah like they hadn't stuff. seen them in ever. This era. In this era, yeah. really, they had Fuck not. They, they had not without seen without knowing. Yeah, no, oh. no, 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 no. Listen, knowingly, oh, knowingly? look, what they the they had bro? never met this person. Well, they I, grew, can't, I can't find it. They go, they, they, they grew apart from each other and stuff. And then when they were adults, they had a family gathering and they saw each other. And they want to get married. Now, I have no idea how the church actually married these people because it's against church policy. Not if well, you pay the eight hundred dollars. Uh, well, not if you pay. We're going. We're not going to go there. You've been married a long time. Eight hundred dollars. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> have you tried the new Burbank church? What is it like? Uh, right in front of the university. Tri- it's like triplet. Fourteen hundred bucks um, or something. John had a comment earlier that was interesting and and. This comment is going to lead us to uh, a caller that we have, Chris, who wants to call in. Mm-hmm. Where is John's comment? Hoggob wanted to call in as well, by the way. John said, God is a creature of man. I man created God in his imi- yeah. image, not vice versa. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's nonsense. Can you read the, that? To, 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 with all due respect to John. Yeah. Uh, now, I would say that people, uh, I would agree with him in this, that people make up gods in their images all the time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I would say you and I create gods in our images all the time. Some of it is in the shape of power. Some of it's in the shape of money. Some of it's in the shape of whatever it is. Um, now, to say that God is in our image, I think is doesn't make any sense. Philosophically, doesn't make any sense. Okay. Because, for example, if I were going to come up with a God in my image, I'd want that God to follow my whims, okay? To, to be sly like me, to cheat here, to justify doing this here, you know, not to be as uh, judgmental, you know, this sort of stuff. But the, the understanding of God that we have as Christians is an all-powerful, non-physical being who's the creator, sustainer, and judge of everything that exists, so he's not okay. an actual person. Well, no, person philosophically is used in the sense that you have decision-making abilities. It, uh, we can distinguish between human persons and then non-human persons. But I mean, as far as a physical form, because I look at when you look no. at when you think of God, you think of Michelangelo's oh, you think painting, about a grandpa in the sky, yeah, with grandpa, a beard? yeah, yeah beard, bearded man, big, <laughs> muscular, gold, <laughs> gold bracelet. I, like I have ho- no idea who that is. Uh, that's not God. That's not the the picture that we're presented of God. But see, like for me, for me, sure. As far as when they when you say like when I say God, I I, I look at it as as light. I look at it as just like this power, this energy. That's all I look at it as. Yeah, the Bible presents God as uh, as as light. I don't think that's an incorrect uh, like l- as far as like light, like l- like sun rays out of the clouds. That's what I look at God as, and a voice. Look, Obviously, I, you'll hear it wh- whatever it is. Again. 
I'm not the most religious person. I would say, look, I, I qualified a couple of things. I said God is a non-physical, all-powerful, uh -huh. personal agent. Okay? And now, I can add more stuff to it. Like, he is the creator and sustainer of everything. Um, he's everything mo you morally said? good. Everything, yeah. Everything, everything. that exists. Yeah. Like, everything. <laughs> you said everything, bro. Yeah. It, so, it, basically, you don't... As far as... As far as uh, going back scienti scientifically... Uh, I mean, we, we've tried to, we've looked for an astrologist. Anybody who knows an astrologist, uh, please. Not an astrologist. No, an astrologist is a person who's like a fortune teller. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, astronomer. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Don't, don't get an astronomer. Yeah, not an astrologist. <laughs> you astronomer. You plumber. Plumber. Astronomist. Oh, astronomer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thanks for correcting me. Astronomist. <laughs> no, just, you're going to get a weird reaction. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, we got someone yeah. here. Somebody, and like, somebody, yeah. what's your sign? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to know. We don't want to know our signs, bro. We're not. We're not. You're yeah. a Gemini. Astronomer. You're going to have a good day today. But tomorrow's going to be It's going to be a great show tonight. But going back as far as. Astronomist, right? Right? Astronomist. There we go. Astronomist. Uh, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Look, the Big, so the Big Bang Theory doesn't exist. No, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. The Big so Bang Theory was, was developed by a Catholic priest. So was it God uh, that don't created the this. Big Bang Theory? So here's, let me ask you a question. Uh, this is very simple kind of rationality and logic. We're sitting here. Okay. Yes. As far as we know, there's nobody else in this building or in this room where we are. We mm -hmm. could say now that. Now imagine we just hear like this gigantic bang over there. What's our in immediate uh, uh, response going to be? It nothing to did it, it nothing did it, or are we going to say, "Hey, something must have done it"? Now, it could have been the wind. It could have been whatever. We left the window or door open. Now, but it could be a person. If we hear glass shattering, someone's trying to break in. I think it's Brandon. So <laughs> it might be. You know, we're Brandon. live, and Brandon might want to arrest us on uh, on on live stuff. Screw um, Brandon. But here's what I would say: uh, is that the basic logic to the Big Bang theory is that if there was a Big Bang, meaning there is a beginning of everything, there's a beginning of the universe, that's what the Big Bang Theory teaches. It's the sum total, it's the moment where everything comes into existence, time, space, and matter. The logical question to think about is, what caused it to come into existence? Now, philosophers and theologians have developed what's called a cosmological argument on this. I also want to say that almost, I shouldn't say all, a good amount of scientists when they came across the Big Bang model, rejected it. Because they said, this is going to take us to the God question. This is going to become a theological conversation. We don't want it to become a theological conversation. Because everyone's naturally going to ask, what caused the Big Bang? Because whatever caused the Big Bang would have to be outside of the Big Bang, distinct from the Big Bang, more powerful than the Big Bang. And added on top of that would have to have personal uh, abilities, meaning decision-making skills, to do a Big Bang or not to do a Big Bang, right? To break the window or not to break the window, which leads us to a question of what caused it. Because when we talk about the Big Bang, we're talking about the sum total of everything that exists. Okay, now I'll, I'll give you a very basic argument. It's called the Kalam cosmological argument, and it goes like this. It's two steps and then a conclusion. Um, everything that begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist, i.e. Big Bang, Conclusion, the universe has a cause. Okay? And then we can deduce from that as to what kind of a cause the cause of the universe would be. And I gave a very general definition of that. Um, even if I don't want to say all-powerful, I would say supremely powerful, um, supremely no, no knowledgeable. So, so it, w it, wasn't, it wasn't done by pressure. It wasn't done by something no. where everything was just so dense inside this space where it just kind of... Well, you're talking about the mechanism 
of, of like how it happened. So you're asking what happened instead of why it happened. We're asking well, two different questions. Well, no, for, forget the why it happened. I mean, we can't. We no. can't forget why <laughs> no, it happened. No, 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 hold on. So pretty what, important then. No, whatever happened, happened as far as the Big Bang, the explosion sure. that basically created the galaxies and the stars and the planets and the suns and whatever it was. Why it happened is because, they're like they say, you know, scientists say it, it was because of pressure that was built up in a space that yeah. continued to build up and build up and build up. Until today, they say the galaxy continues to grow. It's continuously growing. The universe is growing. Yeah, there's no question about that. And it's going to collapse on itself. Okay, but the fact that it's growing, by the way, the whole growth of the universe is proof and evidence that it started at a certain point and it's, it's expanding from that point. Like, you've been camping. Yeah. You've looked up into the sky with, when there's no light pollution, I right? I love it. It's beautiful, right? <laughs> All you have, you have, you have trillions, if not gazillions, of stars, mm-hmm. galaxies all Planets. over the place. Uh, each one of those stars represents a sun, a, a star. Yeah, yeah, sure. With a solar system possibly around it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there's other life forms around those? You know, I'm agnostic on that subject. Like, uh, it's very. Now, I got to qualify that. Do I believe there are planets that have life, like plants and animals, or something like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm more open to that. Uh, do I believe there's intelligent life, kind of like human beings and stuff like that? I don't know. Well, let's not use intelligent life, so... <laughs> yeah, you, you can't just spare it out there, bro. You seen look, the what's happening, look what's happening to the fucking world, <laughs> man. <laughs> you can't just... <laughs> <laughs> really throw it out Listen, there, let me put it in, That <laughs> took me a couple of seconds where, where, to get Arthur, where have you been the last Arthur, couple of years? Arthur, yeah. let me put it to you this way. Well, if aliens... Sorry, came, I, ca- I came back from Armenia a year ago, okay? So the, when you say where you've been the, couple of the last couple of years... I've been back in Ooh, the States. I want to talk to you about that too, I've man. been back in the States for a year. Yeah. I, I actually moved my family to Armenia for a year You and talked enough Armenia that. last week. I know, seriously. I didn't talk to him. That's where I've been. himself from for four and a half hours. Mind you, if aliens came down to the fact that you're saying intel- he was saying intelligence aliens came to this planet they saw what the fuck was going on they'd be like blow it up blow it up right now if the wise that's are part of this humanity blow shit up but <laughs> sorry uh, Edgar wrote uh, damn man I, now I know why I barely got a C in my philosophy class after 20 years I still have nightmares about my class hey I'm sorry for your experience <laughs> I'm very sorry uh, but Harry makes a good comment too. To have a clock, there must be a clockmaker. Yeah, so that's the argument. It's that's yeah. called that. That is called the teleological argument. It's a design argument. Who was saying that? Harry said ha- that. Harry, which Harry? Yeah. Harry, DJ. Well, doesn't he have a doesn't he have a show that he needs to attend to today? <laughs> <laughs> it's nine o'clock, Harry. I don't know what you're doing. Well, Harry's been with us the whole time, bro. He joined us like oh, forty five minutes ago. Look, uh, <coughs> the the clock argument actually was one of the first design arguments that was developed, and here's the reason why: a clock or a watch, by the way, yeah. it's a watch argument, uh, because components in a watch are uh, what we would call co-essential. They all need to be there for the watch to function. If you take one gear out, the the, clock, uh, the watch stops functioning. Okay. So all need to be present. So if, if the, the argument is this, if you're walking down the beach and then you come across a watch, your natural response is going to be there's a designer to this thing because every single one of them need to be there. It doesn't kind of naturally evolve. Um, and so that became the basis of what's called the design argument in that when we study the universe, when we study the galaxies, the laws of physics, when we study kind of what's happening around an atom and a cell and stuff like that, the, the human DNA, as a matter of fact, like super complex intelligence, everything's doing whatever they need to be doing. This gives reason to believe that there's a designer 
that made this entire thing to function the How way about it is. human birth in itself can't you look at that as like the biggest miracle there, how do you explain yeah, that I, look i there, there's a guy who's who says uh, it's a ted talk uh this these guys studied um human development from fertilization to birth and then they're, they're doing another study past that like three four years to see how like development looks and this guy's not he says i'm not religious in 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 the video you can look it up on youtube and multiple times he makes a reference he says this is god this is divinity like it's, it's just stuff happening beyond w- the mathematics and and he's a coder he's a mathematician he says the mathematical probabilities happening in this are insane it is it's um and so it has to have a design to it so that's the the watchmaker yeah. like stuff we don't is, even th- on a daily basis we don't think about that about the watch see I mean, not only the watch, Look, the human, the human evolution of the human but body. You say evolution, conception Ar- itself Arthur, is amazing, bro. I, I know, I understand that. But see, Arthur was mentioning. <laughs> you, did, you didn't understand. Arthur was Arthur was mentioning something about you know revising and changing as far as the like the New Testament, the Old Testament. Things were changed, right? Uh, the, what do you mean change? As far as well, as far as information was left out or changed. Yeah, not changed. Added on from the Old Testament to the New Testament. There is a progressive revelation about yeah. God. We get. So would there not be things we can add on today as far as galaxies being discovered, planets being discovered, possible life forms being discovered as something where you can kind of, I don't know. Look, the theology is always going to be, and maybe this goes back to what uh, Arman was saying about uh, religion being man-made or something like that. Um, I would agree to it to a certain extent. I would say theology is a response. It's our effort of figuring out the world using what we know about God. Okay, for example, if we found life on Mars, say the life was intelligent life, more intelligent than the ones on Earth, let's just say, okay? Or the ones in this country. Probably. Um, or let's under, just say, right? The ones on the left, yes. Look, tomorrow, mo- <laughs> tomorrow morning we wake up and then there's a giant UFO over Los Angeles and then... Uh, you know, these, these creatures are saying we're Martians. Here's what's going on. Um, now, I know certain things about God theologically. I'm going to have to use my theology to reflect upon this new reality of whatever it might be, right? And we've had this happen all throughout world history where we found new things. Uh, we discovered new stuff about existence and life. And then there was, that's when we do theology. Theology, by the way, means the study of God. Uh, it's two words, theos and logos. Uh, is the study of God and so we're going to reflect on that subject we're going to say what does that look like how do we figure that out can we figure it out is it possible to figure it out um, and it, you know this this is when you have folks writing books and, and dealing on the subject so ultimately doesn't it mean it's every theologist or whoever authors or uh, Adams it, and no, inter- John's in, and interpretation Look, inter- right? inter- we, there's no way not, any of us can run away from any interpretation. Scientists interpret data. Okay, Th- That's why scientists disagree. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about this. Not everyone in the scientific world, for example, believes in biological Darwinian evolution the way a lot of people believe. Uh, recently, there was a guy, I think he's from MIT, he's like one of the best... Uh, programmers uh, in in the world came out against uh, Darwinian evolution. And he says, the reason why I'm against it is because the the data doesn't make sense. The coding of it, the mathematics of it doesn't make sense. There needs to be something else. Now, he's not saying I became a Christian, I'm religious, you know, I'm following Jesus. He doesn't say any of that stuff. He hasn't. But he's saying just the evidence suggests this is not, our model is not right. 
Okay. So is he is he stupid? No, he's not stupid. He's a brilliant man. Um, so interpretations are always the case for everything. Um, recently, my wife was involved in a in an accident. Okay. There's there's an event. Lawyer the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dude, You knew that was coming. Right? We have 18 PI attorneys tuning in. <laughs> So, uh, John, calm down, John. John, calm down. John, John, we have. Let us finish the show. My fault. So we have an event. The event is the accident. Okay. Okay. And then we have interpretations of the event. Okay. Mm. That doesn't mean. Now, if somebody came up and said, "My interpretation of the event is that it didn't happen," we're gonna say, "Okay, you go really far to the left," and I say that intentionally, mm. very far to the left. Okay. Um, now and then we're going to try to puzzle together the the event. How did he interpret it? Oh, this guy the situation this angle, basically, this guy yeah. And try to come up with a holistic picture of what happened. Right. So yeah, it does involve interpretation, but it's not interpretation in thin air. People just randomly speculating. People need to have evidence for whatever it is that they they are speculating upon. Um, and if you're going to say, well, I think God is, you know, X, Y, and Z. You better have some evidence as to why you think God is that. Th- then why do we have so many different religions and then so many cultures that don't believe in God? They have their own God they believe in. Sure. So so how, Be- if it's not about everybody interpreting it their own way to, let's say, to to fit their narrative, their agenda, their whatever philosophy. Yeah. Well, I think the- it is. I, I don't disagree <clears throat> with you. I think it is that. Uh, but I don't think everyone is equally right because that, that is just that goes against what's called the law of non-contradiction. Everybody can't be right. Everybody can be wrong, mm-hmm. right? Every single person could be wrong on a subject, and there could be a truth beyond that. So, okay. And how do we know the truth then? Then we search it. We we research the subject. We look at the details. We look at the evidences and the arguments. For example, I'll tell you this: if somebody was saying that they they believed in a created god, say like Zeus. Zeus is a created god, by the way. And I know earlier we made a comment about Zeus is like the Almighty. Zeus is nothing like the Almighty God. The Christian conception of God is completely different than any one of the Greek or Roman or Norse mythologies or something. All of these are created beings. Zeus has parentage. Uh, you know, Cronus is Zeus's dad, and Cronus's dad and mom are uh, Gaia and um, Uranus. It's a high God. The Armenians are going to say, Gaia? Gaia? She's a hot... That's what I that's where my ancestry is from but look I've been recently teaching this stuff I've been recently teaching Greek mythology to a bunch of uh, third fourth to eighth graders so it's fresh in my mind can we come sit in seriously (laughs) absolutely Absolutely. there's a lot I didn't learn between fourth and tenth grade (laughs) you're not alone now I was in fourth and now (laughs) well now I I, I, stopped learning I, I, I was a horrendous student by the way uh, junior high, high school. I uh, I got my diploma already, so I, I cheated a lot in high school. Yeah. You know, this is confession time, uh, and and got by. He's an apologist, but, but right now he's just doing confession. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> apologizing. Here. It, I'm it, sorry. It, it's it's funny you say it's funny you say this because when we when we put your flyer up, somebody reached out to me, and they said, "Why are you inviting that guy to the show?" I said, well, you know, he, you know, he's he's going to be a guest. I ask you to obviously, you know, respect the guest. He goes, 
I went to middle school Uh-oh. and I went to high school with this guy. And again, if you want, if you want me to, if you want me to, Uh-oh. if you want me to stop, I'll stop now. No, 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 go, go, go. I, hey, there's nothing hidden. Yeah, he's like, I went to middle school and high school with this oh, guy. No. I was like, okay, um, what do you want me to do? He goes, and he, I'm sorry for saying this, but he goes, he's a piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know him. I mean, where did you go to high school? Clark. Okay, yeah, that, that's hence the reason why we don't know each other. But uh, I'm like, I, I don't know him. I, I'm wait, since you went to Clark, that means you had to have actually two no, point oh man. Just yeah, I, I had that. I, I had know, that. Seriously, how the hell did you get into okay. Clark? I had that in you middle were in school. the first class that went to Clark. Look, I'm not right? saying I was stupid. I just didn't <laughs> apply myself. So we were stupid for not going <laughs> no, to Clark. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. That's not what he's saying. Look, I had didn't exist Look. when you were going to school. But anyways, he no. said, so, he so said yeah, he was like, I was like, and then I was like, uh, you didn't have, a, more you didn't have a kind <laughs> opinion of me. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I, I don't know him. I, I mean, we're going to, I'm going to meet him for the first time. Yeah. I've seen him online and on, uh, you know, on social media and stuff. But as far as me knowing, I'm not going to call the guy a piece of shit. I don't know him. So he goes, no, man. Well, this, he's like, did a few seconds. He goes, what did I do? <laughs> and he was like, he said, he mentioned, he said he was a, he was a, he was a very, Again, say it, say it, say it, say it. He was a very disgusting human being in in uh, middle school and in high school. I said, "What do you mean?" Those he goes, "Dirty ass words." Yeah, and he was like, "He was, he was, he thought he was better than everybody." That's he would, true. He would, he would push people around. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, "So what's wrong I'm with like, everything?" Bro, you're you're talking about a pastor here. You know, somebody who's going to be coming on. And we're going to be talking about God. He goes, "No, man." This guy, he was like, and he was, and he mentioned this story. He said, mentioned this story. You, you remember round table and told. Oh man! So he goes, yeah. I'm with my friends. We're sitting around the table, and uh, he comes up to me and he says, "You know who are you? Get your backpack and leave." And he goes, "Well, I'm Armenian." And he said, again, I, quote I unquote, he goes, yeah. "I don't care what I don't care if you're Armenian or not. You don't belong here." Oh lord. Whoa. Um, look, and again, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, I'll tell you this, bro. Uh, there, Jesus, there, there, some some years ago, don't use God's uh, name in vain. There, there, <laughs> some years ago, I was preaching at a Bible study, um, and I'm teaching, and some folks walk in late. Yeah, uh, and one of the guys that walks in, I recognize him because I went to high school with him. Was it him? No, no, no. Okay, this, <laughs> this guy walks in, sees I'm teaching, turns around, leaves, and leaves. Later on, I caught. I caught. I Dude, what did you do? So I'm very sorry to this individual, by the way. Yeah, we're not going to uh, say no, his name. So, by no, so no, you no, remember no, this story? No, I no? don't. But I've done stuff like this. Uh, I know I've done stuff like this because I've done it more than who once. Who hasn't back in those days, bro? No, bro. You have to understand. This guy like was like, "Can I call you?" <laughs> I was like, Just "DM me, bro." He goes, "No, no. I need to talk to you." I was oh, like, man. "And he's and mind you, he's older than me." Hmm. Uh, what year did you graduate? All three. Yeah, he's your, age. Yeah. he's your age. Wait, Arno, you're telling me in high school you didn't do shit like that, or middle school? You guys were all. I would well, never. I would. Hold so, on, but again. he's saying I'm a pastor, and you know this guy's religious. Are you, are you well, talking about middle school, bro? If you bring up middle well, school, no, I mean we're all I would, gonna go to. Jail. No, 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 no. I I look at it as like I I again. I'm not to step on your toes or anything or to discuss. Like I I would never. Tell somebody, you know, who are you? Why are you here? Get your shit and leave. I would. Again, I'm not saying that you, I've probably you, done worse you than think, that. You think I mock people now? You should have seen oh me in God. high school sitting in front of Vazay's class lunchtime. That's different, bro. Everybody Vizay, that Vizay walked Vizay by. Vazay, we wouldn't ma- no, mock no, no. Ms. Vizay. I didn't have Vazay as a teacher. But during lunch, we would sit there right across this, uh, the room. Uh, the, there was that um, uh, like plantation type of. Where the Hainadars were. 
Yeah, the three trees. Every every <laughs> plantation. Every every kid that you walked mean planters, by. not plantations. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was called, I don't know. Astrology, <laughs> astronomy. They're gonna get flagged yeah. for that one. Uh, <laughs> every kid that walked by, dude, the, the things we would call them on the spot, just come up with some bullshit, mocking, making fun of them, dude. I, no, I get it. I I think. Look, I, I uh, guys, I, honestly, l- let me just. I, I mean. I have a mentor. Yeah, we're, we're trying to make the guy feel better. No, we were gonna... no, no, no. Th- th- that's very unnecessary. I've reasoned through a lot of these things, and I've, I've actually <laughs> gone and confessed my sins to people and apologized for stuff I've done, including teachers, by the way. Really? Um, yeah. yeah that's a, that takes a big man to do that. Yeah, like, well... Arm, Armour, you think you can do <laughs> to, that, bro? The best wow. of my... Like, go back and apologize to all... Bro, you know how many There's teachers I mean? Cry? On, no, bro. look... There's too many to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Mr. Goody Tushu has never said uh, anything to The ones that I had the opportunity to. Look, um, you know, we started this whole conversation talking about the good news and the gospel and how Jesus died for our sins and stuff like that. Um, And I think people who've known me, and I have friends who've known me since sixth grade. Um, Not many friends I have like that, but I have really good friends who've known me and seen the change in my life. Um, And some of them are still in shock, and, and some of them are not. Christians in the sense that that I am um, and kind of say we don't know what happened to you and I say well hey this is what happens when someone follows Jesus I mean we were talking about what does it mean for someone to follow Jesus my my life's been changed Um, and so these things aren't hidden these things aren't in the past look I'm not perfect I still make stupid decisions um, if, if you want to know about the stupid decisions I make, you should probably have my wife sitting next to me. <laughs> She'll <laughs> tell you all about it. <laughs> I think that's probably true for I, all. I told you don't bet our house on black. Is that young man tuning in tonight at least? Or? Yeah, he is. Uh, so, I, he said he is. Okay. So, brother, I'm very <laughs> sorry. I was, I was young and stupid. And I wasn't following Jesus. Uh, is there somebody? No, I is there? Uh, I'm gonna, I was going to give his initial. But well, I mean, no, here's no, the way I would look at it: if the person is going to say all that, why not just well, yeah, call I, the I guy mean, or find them online and just I look, look at it very clearly? It's left some kind of a mark on yeah. him, right? Like yeah. again, I, I take this very seriously because there's guys I know that situations like that had happened, and I'm friends with now. Like we we saw each other, and then he was like, "Hey, man, you did this," and I was like, "Yeah, you know." And shit happens. Yeah, it's, 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 like no, see I mean, these no, these these I guys did, saying, you know? "Oh, you never did." Like we we did stupid stuff in high school as well. But w- I bullied some folks. It's not right. It seriously is not right. I mean, were you um, a legit like bully, bully? I wouldn't say that. I, like because like, like there's bullying. Like like, the, oh God, like look at it yeah. this way: we bully each other all the time, but we look at each other and we <laughs> laugh it off and we like give each other high fives. And then there's bullying as high far five. as high <laughs> oh, you, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. High five, guys. Fun, fun, fun stuff, fun guys. Stuff. Fun stuff, guys. Fun uh, stuff. Don't gayify the show, bro. We give each uh, other high fives. Whatever. And but uh, stop being homophobic, bro. There's, there's, there's wise nuts bullying, and then there's Back to the Future Biff bullying. Oh yeah, I don't know if I would say I was like just out there to bully folks. But okay, it was good, in, good, 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 good. I was good. in that high astancy, like Robbie's mindset. Oh, I so took you some weren't? Stuff you, you didn't find your inner high nadars yet? I did not. Oh no, no, he I fa- was like he found his inner <laughs> high nadars later on Look, in his life. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Harut's right. He goes, you guys. The moment you apologize, we're gonna get canceled. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I take my apology back. Fuck anybody. Fuck you, Ms. Vizay. I hope you... Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Don't say stuff No, like this that. was not about Vizay, hey, bro. Guys, guys. We just happened to sit in front of guys, the class. But at um, the end of the day, our viewers today are probably religious people compared to the other weeks. You so. don't think they use profanity? 
do, do the, do I don't. Just people. Use I don't. I use. I use like you, all day. I've been paying attention. You don't get road rage. You don't get road rage. So look, no. I, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things. So I used to have an extremely <laughs> dirty mouth. Like every other word was a cuss yeah. word. And <clears throat> this is whatever you guys want to put it into the realm of mystical experiences or whatever like that. When I started following Jesus, the first thing and the easiest thing that got cleaned up in my life was my language. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was smoking at the time, and smoking was not as easy as that. Yeah. Uh, but my language changed, man. And uh, do I get angry where I wanna? I wanna cuss, of course, but I don't. Um, I don't get road rage. Sometimes uh, I but intentionally put myself in in traffic. This is weird, man. <laughs> that, okay, Sorry, guys, but this is real this is weird going stuff. Bad. So because I think patience is a virtue. Right. And I think it, you have to work on patience. It's not something that gets dropped on you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there, there's all, courts, all sorts of quotes like, don't ask God for patience. You know, he'll make your life very difficult. Um, uh, but I'll put myself intentionally, not all the time, but sometimes I'll, if I have time. <laughs> it goes on uh, the 4 or 5 on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have been on the 4 or 5 today. Yeah, it's like, where am I going? Tahunga. Fuck it. Take the 4, take the four <laughs> or 5. We're going to Tahunga. Take the 4 or 5. Let's I go in the slowest the lane. Yeah. Um, part of, that's also part of the reason why I enjoy uh, like camping and uh, just observing the stars and nature and stuff like that because I think it develops uh, certain things in you that nothing else can. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a psalm in the Bible that says, when I observe the heavens, the sky, space, and the creation of your hands, I think to myself, what are we that you're, you think about mind, us? Yeah. You, you care about us. Like, what are human beings that you actually care yeah. about us? And I think reflections like that are very important. But why, why yeah. is cussing such a big deal, though? I'm not saying, like, Look, I, I, cussing I, every other word, but... Like, you know, you're like, you know. Yeah, so here's what the... What did did Noah say a couple of weeks ago? (laughs) What did he say? Please, please elaborate. Please elaborate. (laughs) Mind you, my daughter, I've said shit a couple of times, and my my daughter catches me, she goes, Dad, you said a bad word. Yeah, don't say it. Even stupid, <laughs> she says stupid is a bad word. Kids, yeah. kids are sponges, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. on the phone. I'm like, I hang up the phone. I'm like, stupid idiot, bro. And she, my daughter's like, oh, Papa, you said a bad that's word. That's why Noah's not allowed to watch my podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did Noah say again? <laughs> because and and wh- how did he do it? Yeah, he he wanted to do something, and I said no, you can't do that right now. And he got he, like a little frustrated, like, but I want to do it. I said no, not right now. We're gonna do this, and then you you can do that. And he just walks away. He's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> like where the hell did oh, you learn that from? And then, and then I realize sometimes when I'm on the phone <laughs> and I'm dealing with the situation. And he's staring then, right then, at then, you. Then I'll hang up the phone when it's done. I'll be like, like, like an, an, another situation I got to handle. Oh. But you and don't tell yourself like. You walk around wearing a hat that has a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't walk around that. I only wear it at Whole Foods and Sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, you know exactly where to wear them. That's Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, no, By the way, Arno wants to know, do we also play footsies? We do. So do. Or does it end at high we, fives? We, we, we play footsies, pocket pool, everything. The whole my, nine yards. my feet have not been touched as of yet. So. <laughs> and a couple of these guys are switch hitters. Arno Janhangi step up. Look, uh, what's wrong with cussing? I think, generally speaking, that uh, the Bible tells us to be disciplined. I think the Bible tells us that we need to control our speech and language and we got to use our words to bless people and not curse people. Um, now, I would say uh, that there's a difference between being vulgar. And then using profanity. 
Yeah. And a lot of people don't make this distinction. A lot of religious folks don't make this distinction. I think there's like vulgar, rash language that I don't necessarily use, but I wouldn't put it in the same category as profanity. Profanity would be stuff that I would say is meant for holy purposes by God, where we take and make unholy and use kind of on the whim. Um, and so, Can you give examples? Oh my God. Like the F word. Mm-hmm. The F word would be a profane word, in my opinion, because I think sex is made by God as a holy instrument in marriage uh, for enjoyment and reproduction. So and, and for I think enjoyment as well. I don't know about you, man, but sex is fun. I understand what <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> religiously, you said Bible-wise. He's had sex twice. <laughs> and, and I had two kids. Two kids. <laughs> and that's, that's it out it. there. Well, but I'm what saying, done, baby. With the yeah. Bible, yeah, absolutely. is look, that part look, of it? Look, uh, when, when God commands Adam and Eve to have children, he, he says to them, he brings up again, and says, be fruitful and multiply. It's a blessing. Um, now, said, have fun while now, you're doing look, it. Or? Be fruitful and multiply. Implied in there is that there's an enjoyment. Clearly, there's an enjoyment. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Um, and I would say my interpretation of that, and this is not just mine, but have sex and lots of it. Yes. Um, so I think uh, there's a reason religious people tend to have more children, right? I mean, I don't know if you've observed Catholic families. Yeah, you uh, think they, they have more sex or they just don't use no it's there, there's been studies on this prophylactic Reli- religious sex much. <laughs> that's the that's well it's true that what, ca- catholic theology specifically for bunch of bunch folks. of irish twins uh, <laughs> and by irish twins that means a child is born in two kids are born in one year that's an irish twin people <laughs> is that what it is? that's what an irish twin, i didn't know that yeah yeah. That's and, uh, yeah guys irish twin is basically two kids that are born in one year <laughs> look i th- i think um Catholic, that God Irish. is not against us having fun. A lot of people think God is against us having fun. And uh, this is one of the things that I said, uh, I said I'm pretty kind of brutally harsh on the church, is that sometimes people look at Christians and they say, man, this guy has a very boring life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to become a Christian because this guy, <laughs> what is this? This is like not an existence. Where's like the celebration and the happiness in your life? Mm. And well, so when I read the New Testament, Jesus says, I, gave you, I, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. I mean, uh, what does an abundant life look like? It's, it looks like a life Sat- that is satisfying. joy, satisfied, happiness. What does right? it say like, about drinking? Period. What does the Bible say about yeah. drinking? It says do not get drunk. It says drink yeah, wine. Be sober-minded, um, but don't get drunk. Now, I think there's a wisdom issue here. Some people can't drink in the yeah. sense that every time they drink, they get drunk. So anything that, you, anything that has control over you and you're no longer sober-minded... You shouldn't participate in coming from a Christian worldview. By the way, that can be anger. Yeah. So anger is a thing that puts us out of a sober mind. We can't think rationally and straight. Yeah, definitely. And so that's why the Bible says, uh, and this is in the context of marriage, right? Uh, be angry, but don't sin in your anger. Uh, now you can get angry because there's situations in life where the natural and the correct response is only anger. Okay. So we can give all sorts of examples about this. Say like every single one of us, if we, if we, if we get some news, some three-year-old was raped somewhere. If we're like, ah, oh, whatever, bro, we're desensitized. But on, we're, we're getting there. Well, the, I agree with you, and that's because we have an overstimulation of information. But is it a sin to, to basically try to capture that person and basically butcher so, him? Um, but wanting to do that, uh, yeah, I would say so. Forget, I think. About, forget about the law. Yeah, forget about the law. Like, yes, I, me I, as in like if I hear a, a a a person took their own child, a three year old, a four year old, whatever, it doesn't matter how old the kid is, and killed their own child. Is it a sin for me to basically want to take that and or even envision myself 
wanting to punish that person to a, to a point where capital punishment they're yeah they're no, look, lo- they're I, no longer breathing i am a firm believer in capital punishment okay I, look i'm like more right than most people are like i'm wow you believe in uh, capital I, punishment yeah, absolutely wow. but is it okay yeah, as far as yeah. biblically now or religiously yeah. is capital punishment yeah I, I think there's passages in the but look in the old testament there's capital punishment very clearly there are there are uh things that people do where the punishment is death no questions about it okay um what I would say is there's a reason God has instituted governments. And that's like, according to, for those who are watching, you guys, we want to reference this. Romans chapter 13 get, tells us the reason God instituted governments is, the, is that so that they would bear the sword to punish the evildoer. Every human society should have a functional government to it for the purposes of punishing evildoers. Hmm. So if there isn't, he said, forget about the law. That's very difficult because every time a bunch of humans get together, they come up with some laws. It's what we need to function. The more humans, the um, more laws. Yeah, I mean, and then we have lawyers, right? Mm. <laughs> like, and passports. Too. But that's the thing. Um, now, I would say if I'm in a, if I'm, say I, I joined this, um, I'm trying to give examples of real life because there's been situations like this. Um, Say I joined this tribe or something like that, and I realize they have no punishment for people who do stuff like that. As a Christian, my first intent would be to come up with a law. If I have any kind of a say in that, I would come up with just laws to punish evildoers. I think that's the biblical and godly thing to do. Um, and it's no surprise to me that most of the, not all, most of the founders of the United States were Bible-believing Christians. Okay. Uh, if you guys haven't looked into a guy named John Jay, who's, uh, I think he's the first justice of the Supreme Court. He was also governor of uh, New York. He outlawed slavery in New York way before the slavery conversation was ever even in the picture. Like really, really early. Oh, shit. And there's a reason for that is because he thought this was inhumane, this was wrong, and he based it biblically. Um, and there's tons of people around him that were arguing for these things, writing about them, giving talks about them, pastors, preachers who were regularly on their Sundays preaching. Now, were they the other side? Going back to the question he was asking, I don't want, to, I don't want people to say you ignored his question because I think it's a legitimate question of people have used religion to do all sorts of wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, were there people around them who were justifying the Bible to you know, excuse their evil actions? Yes. But the and way... It's not people. We're talking about possibly billions of people. Sure, but like I... Over, I, over I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of numbers we can give and some of them are great, to be frank and honest. Like, the Crusades, not all the Crusades are very easy to judge as to what's going on. Okay, some of them are defensive wars. Uh, some of them are offensive. Majority offensive. Um, depends. The, for example, like the, there's, a, there's like a children's crusade where a bunch of young people are walking to Jerusalem and they got slaughtered on the way there. Yeah. And they're European Christian children. Like nobody talks about this. And that was considered a crusade, right? There's like a women's crusade. There's all sorts of stuff. But let's just say, let's, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, that's true. Um, does, the question really should come down to, does the ideology itself produce that kind of behavior? Okay? Not have people excuse themselves to use it to abuse that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can't ever see Jesus, right? Like Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, for example. Right? And... I don't know how someone can read that and say, yeah, you know what that means? 
Let's go kill him. <laughs> How do you interpret that? Like, you have to completely ignore it. By the way, there were Bibles that were given to s- slaves that had portions of them taken out. What, what, what's the most peaceful religion? What is the most peaceful, as peaceful far religion? As when you hear about it, the, you know. Historically. Historically, what's the most peaceful religion? Every, every religion has, has their... I got to be very careful here. People who've claimed religions have blood on their hands from all walks of life. Like, for example, Hinduism. A lot of people think Hinduism is like super peaceful and stuff like that. Like, go to India. There's, there's women who are getting acid thrown on their faces because they're from a different religion and they refuse to marry a Hindu guy. <laughs> they just reject them. Say the girl's a Muslim. Okay? It doesn't even have to be a Christian. And, yeah. and she can marry a non-Muslim. The guy goes, he's from his village, he's a Hindu, and says, hey, would you marry me? She says no. And she's walking to get water one day. Dude pops up with acid in his face and throw, uh, acid in his hands and throws it on her face, completely disfigures her. She can't ever get married. This happens on a regular basis. Would, you, would you say Hindus, that? Yeah, 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 but see, but would you... That, shot. <laughs> you could say that happened in 301. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this because I really want to talk about this stuff with Vahan. Okay, okay. Because uh, I know it's their comments he makes. Look, Christian people. Can we who, take a call? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's you want, you want to finish what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, finish what this. you're saying. Is I'll say this: people who've claimed Christianity have made all sorts of bad decisions throughout history. There's no questions about that. Yeah. Uh, the question becomes whether Christianity encouraged that or discouraged that, and how can we judge that situation? Because I mean, again, I'm not a historian. I know certain things about Armenian. Uh, history, but uh, as far as me being a professional at it or Armand or Edgar, either one of us, no. But yeah. obviously, going back to the stories of Vartan Mamikonian sure. and uh, you know 301 AD, uh, there's certain things that you know we know about as far as what happened sure. with Armenians and Christianity and paganism and all this stuff. But again, we'll we'll leave that for the discussion yeah. between uh, you just, and Vaughn just a comment. Before, uh, there was Christians in Armenia for 300 years. Of course, no, 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 there yeah. was, and, and they weren't killing everyone. There, as, as a matter of fact, they were being persecuted and living in caves. Yeah. So what happened? That's really, I mean, that's a subject. But at the end debate. of the day, can we just ask one question? Was Christianity pushed on the Armenian people or not? I, I would say both. And I'd say that's just true of the ancient world. Uh, there's people who are willingly accepting Christianity and, and being devoted to, uh, to Jesus. And then there's uh, social pressures that come into the picture, political ideologies and pressures, by the way, for all sorts of reasons that we know politicians use. Mm. This, this isn't new, you know. <laughs> Politicians were using ideologies to push it on the populace uh, back then as well. So all that, st- um, all that stuff, I think, uh, is there. I, I don't think history is uh, this very simple thing where you go, it was either this or that. Okay. It's a very complex machine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Chris, are you? Chris, you're live on the Wise Nuts. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. Chris. This is cool, you? man. You guys got a sick setup here, man. You thought you had to go to the phone. No, no. I was like, it's going to be a Pay phone over there. Hey, I got to give it up to the wise nuts. Their studio is amazing. Do me a favor. Put this quarter in this slot right here and crank it six times. Sorry, Chris. I wasn't expecting you to be in my head. Wasn't expecting me to be what? In my head. Through the headset, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. I've been listening in for over an hour, probably, and very good uh, discussions. And uh, it's nice to meet you, Arthur. I've met the boys before, as you know. Yes, I have. Nice to meet you too. So, um, uh, I think uh, everything that you mentioned 
you know, historically and your uh, your beliefs and what you've learned and, um, you know, your degree and everything like that respectfully, you know, I, I, uh, I understand and accept some of it. And I've had different types of friends throughout my whole life, both agnostic, atheist, uh, very religious Christians, uh, Catholics, Jews, and all that jazz. But um, uh, one thing that uh, always comes up when, when the topic of religion does come up between friends or acquaintances is, oh, wow, you know, you don't, you don't believe in a higher power, or you don't believe in a God, quote, unquote, whether that God is, you know, a, um, a bearded man in the sky mm. or he's some sort of, you know, deity or, or just some sort of being that is pow- more powerful and greater than the human race. Um, you know, how do you, how do you live your life? And I say, you know, what do you mean? How, how do I live my life? I live my life righteously. I live my life with my moral compass. I live my life in, in a kind and loving manner. And those who know me know that that's true because that's authentically who I am. And I don't need a, Bible or the teachings of a Bible or a higher power in order to live that life that way. I don't uh, practice anything that is preached to me. I don't practice anything that I've read out of the good book, quote unquote. And I'm able to make these sound decisions and treat people with respect and love and and openness, uh, even with the absence of that. So uh, my question to you is, why uh, being in your line of work do you think it's so important to read that and and to follow these these teachings and what uh, Jesus has supposedly sacrificed himself for why is it necessary why do I need that when I have proven over and over again on my own that I in fact do not do not what do not need any of that in order to live a righteous and um, life of you know where I'm fulfilling life. I, I'm, good, I'm good to people. A fulfilling life, a good life, a kind uh, outtake on on things, and and treating people with love and respect. Yeah, I, I the the reason why I asked the question is because it really matters. Uh, uh, the reasoning as to that, like why do I live, for what reason, right? So, I can answer this in a couple of different ways. One of them being that if God does exist. And if God mm-hmm. is ultimately going to be our judge, the mm-hmm. reality is that God being perfect, morally perfect, would have to judge us in a morally perfect way. And even though um, uh, there's no doubt in my question, uh, in my mind, by the way, uh, like I don't doubt whatever you're saying about your life, but there's also no doubt in my mind that you have done wrong things. We all have, so ha- right? I, right? I have to so confess my mistreatment of... Holds uh, the Bible all day and reads it. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly the point of Christianity. Christianity says we are all sinners, right? There's a passage in the Bible where it says, for all have sinned. Every single one of us has done wrong. And every right. single one of us are in need of redemption. Well, why do we need mm-hmm. redemption? It's because God will ultimately <laughs> just us and do it perfectly and justly. Like none of us actually can stand there on the scales, let's just figuratively speaking... Um, mm-hmm. And our our good deeds are going to way outweigh kind of our bad deeds. Number one, because God deter- God's not judging it based on equality like that. He demands perfection, and we're all fallen short of that. Uh, we've all lied. We've all cheated. Um, right. We've all done any number of these things. Okay. Now Jesus actually puts his his ethic is through the roof. 
you know, he says, if you've got, gotten angry at your brother in your heart, you've murdered them in your heart. If you've looked at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery. And we've done all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so therefore, it puts us in a place where we're in need of forgiveness. We're in need of being redeemed. Um, and that's mm-hmm. where the Jesus story comes in there, right? That's where uh, the gospel, the good news that Jesus lived the perfect life. He actually didn't do any one of those things. He lived the perfect life. And he is that perfect Lamb of God, the sacrifice, and then that mm-hmm. substitution and transfer happens. Now, how one lives after the fact of that, whether they're a Christian or not, is a secondary question. So we're not talking about someone earning themselves into heaven, because the reality is that nobody can earn themselves into heaven. I, I definitely can't, regardless of the amount of good or bad I do. Now, the question All you're right. asking is that, and then there's a secondary question there. It's like, well, I am good. I don't need the Bible to tell me. Uh, whether I'm, uh, you know, doing right and good and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think that mm-hmm. human beings are naturally, and I'm, I'm going to use my kind of theology here, human beings are naturally made in the image of God, which means that we're moral agents and we have the ability to th- distinguish between right and wrong. That's okay. built in us. Uh, right. Now, what I would say, now I don't know if you're an atheist or not. Uh, okay. If you are an atheist, I would say, that even though you live like that, you don't have the justification to live like that. Well, what's an atheist at the end of the day? An atheist is an individual who rejects that there is a God. Atheism, A is a negation, like the negative sign. Mm -hmm. Uh So no theism. That's what an atheist is. So an atheist doesn't believe in God. Look, I'm not one of those very silly Christians who thinks, oh, you're an atheist, you must be worshiping the devil. Mm -hmm. Like that's complete nonsense. Yeah, anybody who says that, by the way. Did Uh, you say (laughs) eat babies? (laughs) Please don't ask me to hold my kids. She's messing. messing. Only in Hollywood. Chris, Uh, remind me me to block you after the show. uh, (laughs) So... So, uh, look, I think when Christians make comments like that, they're being silly, they're, uh, they're mm-hmm. uneducated. And again, I'm going to go right. very harsh on the church. They're uneducated. They don't have a proper mm-hmm. definition of what an atheist is. Uh, mm-hmm. There's plenty of atheists uh, that, are, that are good people. Uh, right. And they do plenty of good stuff. A majority stuff. of yeah. atheists. And by the way, there's plenty of Christians that are very lousy sleazeballs. Um, exactly. And, and so there's no question about that. The question is whether we're going to stand before God's judgment or not. And what does Christianity present as a way out of that? Right. But again, being an agnostic or even an atheist for the sake of this argument, if I don't believe in that such power, I won't really give a beep beep about being standing in front of somebody being judged at the end of my life or during my life or whatever it may be. That doesn't exist to me. That idea doesn't exist to me to be judged by some being. I... I am my so you don't judge. believe in Judgment Day and all that, right? No, not at all. So, so, not at all. Nor do I believe in some heavenly place or some sure. hell-like place. Uh, I Which believe in really myself. I believe sense. in the things that I have done and how how honest and righteous I am within myself and how I project that onto others. And I, if I don't believe in that deity, if I don't believe in that person or or being uh, up above me or in the universe whatever you want to call it then that judgment day won't even matter to me but do you believe in the higher power though christine well, regardless, let's just assume atheism Uh, no but do atheists believe in higher power or not no no because they, they don't believe that there's anything beyond this 
Now, Chris, uh, I would say that reality doesn't care about your feelings. Now, I'm not trying to be offensive here, right? Like facts mm-hmm. don't care about our feelings. But, uh, but I might not the, believe your reality. But, it, your reality is based on your life and what you've studied. And if you might, you might talk to another in, in, individual who's an intellect like you, who's sure. educated like you, who has uh, uh, gotten uh, you know the proper education and and read his books and done his research and yada yada with science and physics and religion. All of those things combined. In order to uh, form a, a an opinion, these these are these are not realities. These are opinions based on your research that you've yeah. done as an individual. Uh, it, 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 it that's that. So that that's where I disagree with points. you. That these aren't opinions. Beliefs aren't just opinions, by the way. Beliefs are things we deem to be true, because if they're not things we believe, uh, if, if beliefs are the kind what? of things we don't uh, define, if if beliefs are not the kind of stuff that we think are true, then we should not believe them. Right. right so uh, yeah. So what you're saying uh, violates a number of, I, th- I would say, logical laws. OK, or, or some there's some fallacies in there. Uh, just because uh, I, I don't believe in, say, the laws of physics doesn't mean the laws of physics don't exist. And somehow that, you know, if I get up on a building and I jump, they're not going to apply to me. What no, I'm claiming. Oh, sorry, let me right. finish my thought. Um, what I'm claiming here as a Christian is not that, well, you know, me and a bunch of people really want there to be a God. And we really think there is a God, but, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, that's not what we're saying. The, the Christian worldview is saying there is a God. This is the reality of the universe. Okay. Now, if you don't believe in this God, then you should come to believe in this God because this is the reality of the thing. Um, if I'm talking to, say, uh, someone who is a Muslim, someone who's a Hindu or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, then I would say you're wrong in your Hinduism. You're wrong in uh, being a Muslim because, for example, Muslims don't believe Jesus died. Okay. Right. So I think they're wrong about that. It's a historically verified subject that they're wrong about. I don't care whether they, uh, however much they want to believe it, however much it's religious. So they don't think Jesus died as in the way we think. Never crucified, but he died. No, no, they don't think he died. They don't think Jesus experienced death. We can talk about that, but that's that's the example I'm using. Crazy. Um, The reason why I'm saying this is because. Um, if we're talking about reality, then whether you believe or don't believe, whether the judgment will happen to you or won't happen to you, is not really doesn't really apply. Because if it is the reality, then it will apply to you, whether you believe it or don't believe it. Now, I'm not a relativist, and it seems to me that some of the stuff you're saying, and I'll define relativism, um, uh, is relativistic, uh, at least religious relativism, meaning that all religions somehow try to come some to co- some truth they might have a bunch of stuff in common you know uh and they're just the opinion of these individuals uh if people have actually presented christianity like that they've misrepresented christianity uh, and i'll take it back to extremely famous words by jesus who said i am the way i am the truth i am the life nobody goes to the father except through me that's a pretty exclusive statement okay for him to say i am the truth <laughs> and nobody goes to the father except through me that excludes all religions except him and that Mm -hmm. establishes him as the foundational truth to existence itself um so i don't buy relativism uh and and that's where i would disagree with you on harry suggested bringing up pascal's wager sure i mean uh, 
To who? This is this is <laughs> your reality to Chris. based on your teachings, based on your religion, and based on everything you've come to know to be true to you. Uh, there's over 2,000 different uh, religions, and sure. they're only one step away from being an atheist like me. Yeah, I don't buy that. Sorry. I, I, that's like internet atheist commentary there. I really don't buy that. Not to be offensive. I'll, I'll put it this know, way. But, Look, but there are, there, there's a logical okay, deduction. It's not 2,000, it's, it's 100. It could be 50 Maybe million. 200, it doesn't matter. The, the numbers are a smokescreen. I'll tell you why. Okay. okay. Because every single one of these religions, for example, Hinduism has 300 million gods. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's so vast to study and get all the details. It's virtually Does that impossible. Does give them more to sell? Did you say 300 million <laughs> yeah, gods? Yeah. They, they, all sorts of animals and creatures and stuff. <laughs> now, here's what I would say. Every single religion out there falls into like three or four categories. You have monotheism. Mm-hmm. You have pantheism. You have mm-hmm. what's called panantheism. Um, did I say polytheism? No. No. Polytheism. Oh. Right? So right. it's like four or five categories. So we have to okay. think about this. Instead of thinking about it as 2,000 different religions, every single okay. one of them fall into a category. A vast majority of these, as a matter of fact, every single one of them except the three monotheistic religions believe in created gods okay Okay. they believe that their gods at one point or another came into existence which to me is extremely silly would humanity be better off with or without religion overall hang on that's like taking us somewhere else (laughs) you just throw a boulder (laughs) Edgar tends to do that sometimes like it just came to me hang on to that look at everything humans have been through put the the pin back in the bottom hang hang on with the grenade just hang on to it you want you want to throw it I want to hear. I want to hear what he's saying. What is, so every what, single what, what one of these, thought? yeah. So every single one of these worldviews, and I can add atheism to it because it's a worldview too, um, or at least can develop into some. Um, every single one of them believe in a created God, except monotheism. Okay, okay. and and so they're philosophically un, um, unacceptable uh, because if a uh, if if a God began to exist then I don't think this, this deity is actually worthy of the name God, okay? Because they are, a, what we would say, a contingent being. They, they, their existence is reliant on something else, okay? Uh, they could be, uh, they can even exist, they can even have, you know, whatever, a ridiculous amount of power or something like that. But re- that really doesn't put them in a place for me to worship them uh, or anything okay. like that. Um, and so I would boil that, and and but they and they don't give God, us. How does your God be any uh, can be any better than than uh, Allah or or just yeah. God Himself? When Jews say there's no Jesus, mm. there's only God. Okay, how so does, how is yours any better than theirs? Yeah, so You're I'm not. I'm, yours is better. Theirs is saying theirs is better. Okay, I'm, I, it's not that it's better. I, I don't. Okay, uh, sorry, I don't mighty, like that. So, the so mightier no, one, tr- the stronger true, one. True, true, and that's why I said there's three monotheistic religions, and that would include Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Every okay. single one of these believe in a God that is a personal being uh, that okay. is the you know, uh, creator, sustainer uh, of the universe, all-powerful, whatever. Uh, the basic right. general conception of God we get, these three religions agree on. What really, okay. what really distinguishes Christianity from the other two is the person of Jesus. Okay, and it's, okay. it is this. It is that Christians claim that Jesus came into this world, lived a holy life, died and resurrected from the dead mm-hmm. okay the jews reject that holy and the, life and died at 32 bro 33 yeah 33 they were murdered at 33 that's uh, probably um and so the jews reject that and the muslims reject that and that's as a matter of fact when we read the bible in first corinthians chapter 15 paul says this he says 
If Jesus did not resurrect from the dead, our faith is meaningless and useless. Let's go eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we all die. Okay, so according to one of the authors of the New Testament, he says if Jesus didn't resurrect, we're completely wasting our time. And I agree with him. If Jesus did not resurrect from the dead, I'm completely mm-hmm. wasting my time. I, I should have probably, mm-hmm. you know, if that's the case, then I should have become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, like my dad would have wanted me to. <laughs> um, now, I think the, w- to answer your question, what distinguishes Christianity from the other two monotheistic religions, it's the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus. Um, and okay. if, some, if someone's actually interested in this subject, I would say pick up the subject of the resurrection because it is a matter of life and death, eternally speaking, right? And study it into the ground. Get all the books for it. Get all the books against it that you can. Watch the videos, watch the lectures, read up, study for and against and see where okay. the evidence see where the evidence lays itself. Okay? Okay. Um, and I, I'm confident enough. I... I I'm not alone in this, but plenty of Christian apologists uh, say these same words. I'm confident enough that w- when you're honest with the data and you actually put the, the case for and against it, Christianity stands head and shoulders above the rest. And I would say then, then you become a Christian. Um, okay. Are you so ready, Christine? But again, oh, listen, I would again, never do why? that. <laughs> it's like, why is my question. Why do I need that? Well, why do you believe 2 plus 2 and f- why do you believe 2 plus 2 is 4? That's a fact. No, why, yeah, do I need, why do I need to believe in such a being that you are uh, explaining to me right now? If it, be, you know, be, Jesus is like head and shoulders ab- uh, above and no, beyond. No, I'm, say, I'm so well, I was saying uh, I was, that was a reference to the, the evidence for that is head and shoulders above. The reason why you need it is because it's true. Because we should be, we should be people who pursue truth and we should believe mm-hmm. all things that are true. I mean, if, even, if the, even if there's no practical benefit we get from a subject if it's true we should believe it hmm. right we for example uh, i'll give something that uh, maybe the audience and the guys here won't like look uh, I, I might not like uh, be a fan of uh, brandon uh, but if brandon is the best president that we've had and that's true then i would have to believe it <laughs> all right guys we'll see we'll see you guys next week <laughs> we're done <laughs> my job i'm done uh, brandon <laughs> brandon right he's taking a, he's, he's, taking ca- he's cautious about the censorship oh uh, that, that that's just the reality of it right like i i think that uh, the per- chief pursuit of human existence is yeah. truth now i'm in agreement here with all the ancient greek thinkers and philosophers the best mm-hmm. thinkers throughout history said it's kind of the purpose of life is to pursue truth beauty and goodness. Um, right. And I want to pursue that. If, if, if God exists and that's true, I want to believe that. If God does not exist, mm-hmm. then I will become an atheist tomorrow. Okay. I'd like to sleep on and, it at and, least. And, right. And we can go on for hours about whether or not he exists based on your uh, beliefs and mine. And again, I'm not disrespecting your beliefs. As I said, I have had def- very different people. I've actually managed to be friends with a Jehovah's Witness, if you could imagine mm-hmm. that. Whoa. But... You're, uh, you're accomplished but, there. <laughs> I know, right? But again, it's it's it, it it all boils down to okay, if and I say this, you know, very. Just say it, please. Yeah, I, I, it, he, it takes a lot exists, for me to get offended, so just right, just say if it. If he exists, sure. Uh, again, um, I don't know. You might believe that he exists, and uh-huh. several people may believe that he exists, and some people like myself will say. I don't have enough evidence to show that yeah. he exists. I cannot go on faith alone. I cannot go yeah. on preaching 
alone. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I think yeah, Christ, I don't, I don't Christine, the that. tangible thing apply to you as well, I guess? What is that? You, I didn't hear. You need something talking. more tangible to, to believe. Yes, that's yeah, so, okay, so let me... I think, I think, I think we'll, with we'll Chris and the... Arthur, it gets to the point where... Uh, turn that down a little bit, sorry. Uh, where it's like... Uh, Chris can't be convinced there is a God because <laughs> there's just no... There's no evidence that'll convince her that's saying that, okay, look at Jesus exists. No, no. If, if there is evidence that's like profoundly there and I've, and I've read a lot, I've done, I've talked to a lot of people and I've come to the conclusion that I don't. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no but... changing your mind as far as I, there's, I can't believe whatever I'm hearing as far as even going back to the beginning of the podcast yeah, where I mentioned the story. Yeah. Well, no, be, besides the hearsay, going back to the stories of the Adam and Eve's, the Noah's arts, mm-hmm, all those mm-hmm. things where it's kind of like you, you're, you're kind of saying that, okay, these are just stories. I can't, there's uh, no, yes. there's no hard so, evidence behind it. How can I believe exactly. something you continue to kind of. Yeah. So push. here's what I would say there. Look, I don't think that faith is something that's blind. I think anybody that does is silly. Um, nothing should be believed in a blind manner. The Bible doesn't define faith as blind belief, by the way. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it defines faith as a matter of fact. It says faith is the, ap- uh, is the evidence of things hoped for uh, and the assurance right. of things not seen. Right? So there's exactly. evidence used there and assurance. And that's a biblical definition that I hold to. I would say, okay. um, now I can go into details and ask you very pointed questions, but um, the I think there is evidence. I think there's very strong evidence as to why God exists, okay, mm-hmm. and why Christianity is specifically true. Now, I mentioned the resurrection. Uh, everybody has to answer the empty tomb question. <laughs> the tomb of Jesus is empty on the third day. Whether you're mm-hmm. an atheist, whether you're a theist, whether you're a Muslim, mm-hmm. whether you're a Jew, everybody has an answer to that question, by the way. Everyone attempts to give an answer, let me put it that way. The Muslim mm-hmm. answer is that he never died, so he never was buried in the tomb. He was just mm-hmm. like whooshed into heaven. Now, should I trust the writings of Muhammad 600 years after the fact? Uh, probably not. I'd rather uh, trust the writings of the disciples of Jesus who were there and witnessed the events. They're eyewitnesses. And In they, any court of law, they'd be fine. And when did they write their I, stuff? Depends. I mean, they're not all writing at the same time. But of look, uh, do you have any significant events that have taken place in your life like 20 years ago? No. No? All no, of us have. Of course. Yeah, of course. What were you have. doing on 9-11? Who, me? No, any one of us. I was, I, was I, was, I was getting ready to go to school. Okay, do you I remember the Do you remember seeing... I, re, I yes. was getting ready to... I know I was eating breakfast. I know exactly what was taking yeah. place. No, I was getting ready to go yeah. to school. I same, got to school and here. the teachers had basically... nine that Had the TVs in the classroom were like, sick, nice, TV day today. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden she flips it on She's and I'm Crying. looking and I'm like, holy shit, we're under attack. I mean, it's a significant event that so, took place. So significant events generally to human psychology get... In, in, implanted in our minds not only that Mm -hmm. if if we it was so significant that we were teaching we were sharing that story over and over and over again then it's going to become much easier to remember especially especially if that significant event uh, sorry especially if we're in a culture that is a uh that is an auditory culture it's not a written language culture which is what the culture of the bible is i'll give you an example Mm -hmm. today i went to rent a car and the guy asked me for my wife's phone number and I said, wait, wait, let me let me pull it up and look at it. And he said, oh, uh, don't worry, I won't tell her. I said, no, it's fine. You could tell her because I don't. Rem- she knows I don't remember her phone number. But I remember phone numbers of friends I had in seventh grade, yeah. right? Because I so I I would say the retelling of the story of the resurrection. Um, even atheist scholars uh, would agree with me that the the main skeleton of this story, 
uh, is completely intact. And that includes the empty tomb. That includes the Jesus disciples running around afterwards saying he's come back from the dead physically. Uh, I think could it, couldn't the tomb have been emptied by yeah, it could have by been, the Jews to, yeah. to to get rid of evidence. Yes, so it's exactly. funny, but, right? Because that that wouldn't benefit them. That so that wouldn't benefit them. As a matter of fact, what the Bible records is that the the first story that is told about the empty tomb, other than Jesus' disciples, is the Jewish authority saying his disciples stole the body. Now that story okay. might fly. Okay, it might fly if we didn't consider the fact that there was. Uh, Roman soldiers guarding the tomb and the tomb was sealed because there was story circulating that Jesus said he was going to come back from the dead. Okay, right, now by the way, exactly. I'll put this, uh, Roman soldiers guarded things with the expense of their life. Um, right. This is just common knowledge that if a Roman soldier uh, lost something on guard, they died. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so they're not kind of what like, hey, we're not going to the soldiers get... that lost the body. the body of Jesus. Yes. They're actually they're mm-hmm. actually pulled into the leadership room of the Jewish authorities, and they're fed the lie of tell them that the body was stolen, right? And they overpowered as whatever whatever the story would have been. So they're protected oh. politically uh, because the people that are behind this are pretty powerful people. Behind uh, what? Behind the killing of Jesus. The authorities are not, you know, some random hooligans that just didn't like Jesus because he rubbed them the wrong way. These are the government officials that Jesus is confronting on a regular basis. They're, not only are they secular government officials, but they're also religious government officials. So it's the whole package. If you want to pick a fight, it's probably not what you want to pick a fight with. And Jesus picked that fight. Again, I, I mean, I can't go in there and, and, and say every single one of the details, but the details are out there. The evidence is there. Um, and but again, e- evidence as far as... I don't want to say he said, she said, but basically people just, and and, my, and I want to ask you, is everything the people wrote as far as eyewitnesses who witnessed whatever took place as far as, you know, his resurrection and, and all that, all the stories line up the same exact way? Every single story was told exactly the way? No, it's not. And so as, as a matter of see, fact, doesn't that, doesn't that kind of throw a, a wrench in the chain? No, I'll tell you this. Yeah. So there's a, there's a Christian apologist, and I, you guys should look him up. His name is uh, uh, J. Warner Wallace. J. Warner Wallace is probably one of the best, if not the best, homicide detectives in the United States. He's on um, Nightline, right? That's the one. So he works on... Um, uh, murder cases. Uh, yeah, but the <laughs> murder cases that haven't been solved for like 30 years. Unsolved mysteries. Yeah, well, that's, it's not unsolved mysteries. <laughs> um, cold cases. He's a cold, cold case homicide, hom- homicide detective. Now, J. Warner Wallace was an atheist. Um, and someone challenged him to uh, research God's existence. And he said he applied every single one of the, essentially what he would use in studying these uh, cold cases. And he became a theist. And then he said he applied the same stuff to the resurrection. Now, here's what he says. He says, whenever the police show up to any, case, any kind of a scene where somebody's been killed, and say there's three witnesses, they take the witnesses, they line them up into, uh, you know, they take them into separate rooms and they question them. If all of their stories line up exactly the same, he says, we're automatically suspicious. Because it's, it's way too similar. No human experiences an event but, uh, exactly but just, the same I mean, way. You're, you're talking about a, you're talking about a human being coming back to life from yeah, the yeah. dead. And again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. So I mean, it's like kind of coming back from the dead, being resurrected. If everybody's story, if, if one guy says another story, then the one, then it's like, okay, who do I believe here? What are you saying? Sure, but Why? no, I'm talking about the details of the story. 
Um, so we're talking about like Jesus' disciples say running to the tomb and the, the stone is rolled away and then the way the cloth is lined up. Like that's the kind of details we're talking about because it's mentioned in the book. It's not just like he resurrected. It's like this general thing. Tells us like who saw him first? Who was there? Uh, for example, okay. the first witnesses of Jesus' resurrection are women. This is insane. In the ancient world, this is r- insane. Okay? Uh, for, for our modern readers, we don't notice it. Because in the ancient world, a woman's testimony was completely invalid in a, law, in a, in a court of law. Right. So if, if you said this event took place... Man, we've come a long hey, way. We bro. have. So if you said this event happened, and I was like, okay, I have a witness. And you know, they said, who? And I said, my wife. Uh, they would have said, yeah, good try. Go away. So if the, if the disciples are making up the story, knowing their culture, they would have come up with like, I don't know, really authoritative males who are uh, witnessing this event, not people who everybody's going to discredit. Right now, you got to take the different components. That's one component. You take another component of the, the disciples, every single one of them being horrendously killed and tortured in completely different parts of the world. If it's a lie they mm-hmm. came up with, someone was going to crack. Okay? Someone has to crack. Um, what's his name? There's a guy that was a part of the Water- Watergate scandal, uh, Chuck Colson. Okay? Yeah. Chuck Colson was Nixon's bulldog. Hillary was part of that <laughs> shit too, bro. That's the other gate. Oh. <laughs> uh, Chuck Colson uh, became a Christian uh, after the Watergate scandal. And he said it took two weeks and every single person broke. And he wrote on this really? and he compared this. He, and he was the main guy that was chasing folks down for Nixon. Right? He went to jail for it and all this really? stuff. He's written on this subject, talking about Christianity and how people under pressure will break. Now, you're talking about folks, say, who Jesus' disciples traveled to like Iran, Armenia region, and they're filleted alive. They're not even killed and then filleted. They're filleted alive. I would assume someone, by the time you know, their arm is done, they're like, okay, we just made this stuff up, man. Like, come on. It's not like, shoot mm-hmm. me in the head. Don't, no, you're going to stick to your guns. And again, we're talking about people who will come up with a lie compared to people like I might come up with a lie and then tell him the lie and then he goes dies for that lie. That's a completely different scenario because he has no firsthand knowledge of what happened. He sincerely believes that. But we're talking about the disciples. Every single one of them are, Peter is crucified upside down most likely. Uh, it took hours for someone to die on a crucifix. Um, you know, like I said, people being filleted alive, being stoned to death. I mean, all sorts of horrendous deaths. So that, all of his get. disciples were basically murdered. Yeah, except for one. John is dies of old age. Uh, well, these John, John survivors, t- bro. The tons of Johns. By the way, John, John, John is the youngest guy. This is the gospel of... He's the author of the gospel of John. Um, different than John the Baptist. But or John the lawyer. So, you know, or that. And John is most likely the youngest of the disciples. So he lives until like the 90s AD. But he's imprisoned on, a, on an island called Patmos. So he's in, in a labor camp, essentially. Is that Greece? Uh, yeah, it's in that region. And, uh, and he dies in there. So it's not like these guys all got rich and famous off of it. Like if that was the case, if they had some self-gain, then I would say, okay, there's some credibility to some of this stuff. But every single one of them uh, lost family. They were they were completely shunned from their communities, um, mm-hmm. and then ended up going through physical pain and torture and death. Uh, they didn't gain anything out of it. Like, what's what's the motivating factor? You have to have a motivating factor for a lie. It has to be there. It's either power or money 
or I don't know, they're, they're nuts. Uh, you know, Jim Jones, you know, you get a group of folks that get together, drink Kool-Aid and they all die. Like, what is it? And you don't have any of those fitting the biblical narrative of the disciples. Chris, is there anything else that you wanted to ask before we kind of dive into a different different kind of uh, topic? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that I um, believe or lack of belief or whatever it may be, uh, one of the things that I had watched and it was like the turning point kind of of why I was like questioning religion even more. I, I mean, I've always questioned everything and, and I don't. As you I, should, I, by I, the way. I, so do I. Right. <laughs> And, and I, and, you know, uh, there's, you know, a lot of things in, in government that I just, I can't stand and I disagree with and it's corrupt and a lot of uh, aspects of religion uh, when it comes to the church is very corrupt and that questions my belief in God hmm. even more. It, yeah. it discredits God even more because of the heinous things that happen just, just within the church alone. I'm not even talking about the whole world. I'm not talking about famine. I'm not talking about disaster. I'm not talking about poverty. I'm not talking yeah. about well, children uh, being killed. Chris, that was that was something where we were going to have Vahag and uh, yeah, Vahag Vahan. and uh, Vahan. Vahan. I'm sorry, Vahan and right. Arthur kind of discuss that and go back and forth. Um, uh, we we because we wanted to touch base on that topic, but I think having Vaughn and Arthur talk about that one on one would be would be a little better. Uh, sure, of course, and I'm on the same page as Vaughn when when it comes to that stuff as well. So I mean, that's I, I mean, I'm gonna listen in on it, and I can, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll have it before Christmas. Hopefully. No pun intended. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Day special. Yeah, no, no, again, no pun intended. Or Jerome Nick. Christmas. Or he said Christmas yeah. special. Ain't nobody know. watching basketball anymore. Why not the wise nuts? Of the Seriously, guys, where's the likes, shares? Time to get some likes yeah. and shares. No, but um, I, I do have, I do have a, a couple more questions. But again, um, give I, us, well, give us one I, more. Give us one more. Go for one more. Mm, all right. I, I, uh, I know you want it. I know you have a couple, but just give us one more, Chris. Yeah, no, no, it's no problem. I mean, it's late, and we've been talking for a while. You guys have been talking for a while, but um, one of the things that I and that I say to myself is, and I and I don't. Again, I I there has never been a time in the last maybe ten plus years that I've felt this way. Have I ever gone into a church or been alone in my room or on a mountain somewhere or just anywhere in my thoughts, alone in my car? Have have I ever said to somebody out there oh god please can you give me xyz for example can i win the lottery can hmm. i have good health can so, i let me, let me I, ask you a question have you ever been in a situation where you were dealing with like a, a severe health issue whether it's you personally yes, or a family yes, member yes and yes absolutely what, 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 and i've who, never prayed to anybody you never prayed that was where i was getting because that's where I'm most sure people end up Going to yeah. find at, at their worst moment, yeah, people yeah. tend to find God. Yeah. That's okay. Of course, and and that's the thing. It's like it, it it contradicts itself. That one one part of it says, "Oh well, you know, God has a destiny for you. It's in God's plan." Jakatagid X Y Z, which is which all pretty much uh, uh, means the same thing. And my question to that is, and it's always been that is, if it's God's plan and if it's Jakatagid, why do I have to pray? And I've never prayed mm. for anything. I've never prayed for a higher power to give me something, whether it be a good health or or money or a house or you know something good for my kids. 
I've never had to pray for any of that. I've never had the, the urge to pray. The 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 feeling where you're so let down and broken. Not that I'm saying I'm so blessed. I've had uh, my fair share of problems and and heartaches and issues, but I've never said, "Oh God, can you please help me with X Y Z," because that to me in and itself is is bullshit because there's so many people praying for things that they will never see there are yeah. innocent people who are so, kind and nice so, and that will never get what they want so basically your question is if and again chris thanks for the call uh no problem so you're basically her question is since god has our lives planned as far yeah. as jaka dagir if yeah. shit takes place or sorry if stuff no takes place and things take place as far as you want it to change whether it's health reasons or this why should we pray to okay. god for for health why should we pray to god for uh you know and again god forbid anybody falls into the hospital you pray for their for you know for them to get better if chaka takir is already yeah. kind of boom planted for us yeah by the way that whole concept chaka takir destiny completely unbiblical that is actually what we call syncretism where armenian culture brings it and up beliefs itself. have infused themselves into the bible The Bible does not teach this concept of complete and utter destiny, meaning human beings have no uh, kind of uh, choices in regards to how their futures line up. It's That's not in the Bible. It's written on your forehead. It's uh, fated to happen. Fatalism is the is the official term, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, and fatalism is uh, comes from systems more on the eastern end of the world. So, for example, it's it's huge in Hinduism. So if you're poor and dying on the street and people say why is this guy dying on the street and poor and they say because he was fated to happen karma is punishing him it's fated to happen so is that that that's their way for, yeah, for that society to justify make human it suffering so it's yeah it's it's for society's always try to justify human suffering and evil which is the question Chris was asking um I love that question again I I don't want to comment too much on it because we want to have that discussion with Vahan um so the idea of Chaka Dagir fatalism is not in Christianity. Now, there is a version of it in this sense. If God knows all things, if God knows the future, which Christians claim that God does know the future, then what's the point of praying? Because he knows the future. It's already going to happen the way Desti- he knows it. Destiny, yeah. basically. It's not necessarily destiny. Well, what would it it's, be? It's, it's called foreknowledge. Um, so Christian theologians don't all agree on how to solve this predicament. I want to say that first and foremost. So there's maybe like three or four views one can hold to and still be within the confines of what we would call biblical orthodoxy. Okay? Believing the right stuff. That's what I mean by, by or orthodoxy means the right belief. So for somebody to say, "Hey, here's the biblical data we have, and here's the way we make sense of it in these three four different ways." And um really none of them are fatalism. Okay? Um some of them have a more stronger emphasis on God making the decisions and bringing about reality to happen but it still puts a great deal of human responsibility on decisions we make uh and some of them are are not as much hard hitting as to God making th- that come to be um we would say they probably range uh between uh like a complete free free will that we would understand and then go more towards what's called determinism um and and we we have these discussions uh, within within christian circles um but why pray 
Look, I don't, I don't think the future is necessarily like that. And I think, by the way, I think we pray not just because we want to ask God for stuff. I actually preached on this this past Sunday. Or a good portion of my sermon was on this. Um, is that there's different kinds of prayer in the Bible. And the, whenever we think about, like when we hear the word prayer, usually most of us think asking God for stuff. Okay, and that's not always the case. Sometimes there's sections of the Bible where it's prayer and it's just thanksgiving. It's just saying thanks. Uh, sometimes there's complaints to God. That's considered a prayer. God, where are you? Why are you allowing this to happen? I don't like it. That's a prayer in the Bible. As a matter of fact, that's a template that you can find. Most of the Psalms are some sort of a complaint to God. Uh, because the reality of human affairs uh, is very difficult. Uh, crap happens. That's the re- People lose children in infancy. And they complain to God. And they should complain to God. Because that should be the normal, natural response to something evil that's taken place on us. So, so how, how do you respond to a parent? If you go to a child, let's say children's hospital, all these little kids dealing with terminal illnesses, yeah. and, and if a parent approaches you and asks you, Pastor Arthur, or let, all hospitals have a chaplain, right? Approaches the chaplain and asks the question of, why is this happening to my yeah. child? How could God allow for my three-year-old, my five-year-old to to be dealing with leukemia or whatever they're dealing with? How, how do you respond to Look, that? Look, I, th- I think uh, whenever we... Uh, this question is generally in uh, what's called the problem of evil. It's in that line of thinking. And then the way we have to define it is that there's a logical problem of evil and then there's an emotional problem of evil. So I would probably never respond to a mother asking me a question like that by giving them a five-step uh argument logical argument um i will do what jesus says to do in first and foremost which is to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice so i want to understand their they they have emotional pain and you want to listen to that you want to sit with them you want to cry with them because that's what's necessary look i'll tell you this uh, there was there was a situation in our church where someone somebody from our church her little cousin got run over three-year-old kid freak accident and we went to visit the family in the hospital and we walked in i couldn't take it i it was like i saw my son laying down on the, the hooked up to all these men. I, I broke down and started crying um and i think that's normal and the parents were crying that made sense to cry in a situation like that even if they came to me and said tell me why god is allowing this i wouldn't answer that question because i think whenever we are so emotionally riled up we're not thinking very logically so what i would do not to avoid the question, but I would give it some time, go through a period of mourning and pain and loss if that happens to be the case, and then we can sit down and talk about why there are reasons uh, and why God possibly might allow some kind of evil in the world to exist. And uh, again, I don't want to go into the other conversation, but I'll answer it in these two ways. Uh, one of them is that there's natural, there's a natural problem of evil, meaning the world is functioning in a way Christians call it a fallen world where there's natural disasters and evils that just happen. There's disease and death. As a matter of fact, death is a... Pandemics. Part. Pandemics. <laughs> Plandemics. <laughs> uh, look, uh, we'll jump into that. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, because I think it's it's true. It's not like it's it, it, it would be a surprise that human beings... I think we're due for another Noah's Ark. Man, hang on. <laughs> Maybe so. Are we almost there? Uh, uh, I, I don't ask me stuff like that, man. I don't, I don't comment on that. <laughs> Look, um, there's natural stuff. There's freak accidents that happen, right? And Jesus' disciples 
confront him on questions like this. As a matter of fact, they, they confront him on, uh, on a situation in which a tower has fallen and killed a bunch of people. And they say, why did this happen? And Jesus actually says, because stuff happens. Because n- there's things in life that happen that, at least to us, are unexplainable. But, see, but hold on. Can you, can, would you or should you jump into conclusion as far as saying, well, whatever happened was evil that took place. No, it wasn't evil. It, no, was, so, it was an accident. So, yeah. So when we say evil in that kind of like a very narrow definition, we just mean suffering. I, we okay, just mean okay, bad okay. stuff. Okay. But let's imagine another situation about the tower falling. As a matter of fact, I'll give a philosophical one. Um, say you're driving down the road and then a boulder hits your car. Freak of an accident. You call your insurance agent and stuff like that. You know, cops get involved. Hey, car, you know, boulder hit my car. Um, they're like, how did it happen? I don't know. It was just driving. The boulder came and hit my car. Was it a moving object? Okay. Uh, it, right? Like, whatever. Let's just they do it, right? But suppose they do an investigation and they find out that I'm up there push, and I push the boulder. Now there's human agency attached to the evil happening. One is a natural disaster, right? Whatever. The One gra- is a human the, disaster. The, 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 it, was, it was raining and the soil was loose and the boulder came down and hit you. And the other one is human uh, effort. Now... Look, we all know that human beings have experimented on human beings, right? Recently, a news came out about Fauci experimenting on dogs and stuff, and people are going crazy over it because they see this as human evil. Like, these animals are not, you know... Meant uh, for that purpose. Meant for that purpose. Okay, like, why won't are be, you will be on the news in another week. Okay. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, he experimented with billions of people. That was okay, but two beagles... So let's, let's go crazy, <laughs> right? Let, let, let's go... Let, let's say if, if you know, because we don't want this stuff to get pulled down and stuff like that. Um, look, I, I think it's common knowledge that doctors, white doctors, experimented on Native Americans, oh, right? Yeah, and and uh, basically they made it in a way where they can produce children. Yeah. What, what, whose fault is that? God's? Or is that human evil? Human because evil, there's definitely. human freedom. So this, the answer to this question, I would say, is this, is that it's, it's called a free will defense, for um, the problem of evil. That God has given human beings even the freedom to rebel against him and to uh, do all sorts of evil. Okay, Now, God is going to make all of this come together because he's ultimately going to be just and the judge and the judger of all these things. No one's going to escape, right? So what happens? I mean, God will judge folks for the evil that they've so done. So what happens to the evil people? God judges them. And what God happens ju- to them? Well, that's the thing. I, I would say they go to hell. Okay, so basically, when you look at it, again, like it's like, okay, if God is sending you down to hell to be punished, he's basically building Satan's army. No, say, Satan is a, uh, this is another or misconception. Or Luc- Lucifer's army. Uh, the, or no, he's, he's working hand in he, hand. He's like, hey, hey, Lucifer. Here, take care of this one for By me. the way, the Bible never presents Satan as one that lives in hell and has his own army and stuff like that. The Bible presents Satan at the end of the story to be in hell, burning and being judged like everyone else. That's not his like private kingdom. It's not his bat cave. Right? Like that's just not biblical. Maybe popular culture presents that. But some of the last statements in the Bible is that Satan is taken and thrown into the lake of fire to be punished. As a matter of fact, the Bible For eternity. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Bible says that hell was intended for Satan and his minions. Let's put it that so, way. So you That's th- the original intention. We of had hell. a question about that. You do believe there's an afterlife, heaven and Absolutely, hell. Absolutely, yeah. I think anybody who believes in Orthodox uh, biblical Christianity has to. Now, w- what's your belief as far as... Uh, are, do, is it a reunion of a family or is or or are those individuals no longer 
recognized by one another. No, um, the Bible presents the uh, eternal life as one of you having your memories, your identity, who you are, and you are recognizable. Um, and you're what, just roaming around? You, you recognize no, as who? Yourself. But yourself, because, you know, there's a lot of theory as far as that this is not our first time on earth. We may have yeah, been reincarnation. Here. reincarnation, mm -hmm. right? So are you in heaven as a cat? Uh, no, the, 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 so the reincarnation stuff, again, I would say the reincarnation the concepts, there's a couple of places reincarnation kind of sprouts its head. One of them is the Eastern religions. Another one is like um, Platonic, Plato's ideology, uh, coupled with Socrates' ideology, um, has reincarnation embedded into it. Um, Christianity does not have reincarnation embedded into it in any way. Hmm. The Christian view of life, let me just generalize it, right? Like you're born... You have, you are a soul. You you have a soul. You have your, you know, you have a soul. You have a body, um, and then when you die, okay. Say so if you if you believe in Jesus, you put your faith in Jesus and trust Him, then that guarantees you eternal life, because mm -hmm. remember the whole substitution that happens. He died for your sins. That's where the forgiveness. So what happens? Where, where where do you go? You so go, you go to heaven. Yeah, but again, when you read but the Bible, there's judgment day. Yeah, but the the judgment that you deserved is placed on Jesus. He, Instead of you being judged, Jesus yes, is being judged? It's, look, okay, so let's get no, an analogy. Jesus has already paid for your sins. Yes, so he's been judged. For, That's why for Esther those. said there's nobody in hell right now. Is, um, that, is that what he means? Yeah, but I, I would say... Uh, I don't know, it's not man. As, no, it's not as clear-cut as that. And uh, Esther... Fauci? It's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of screwed-up people that look, died Aster, that... Aster is in hell right now. Aster is a really good friend of mine. He he's not saying there is no one in hell as though they won't ever be there. He's saying currently they're not there. When they're ultimately judged, they will be there. Mm. Like hell will be their final. So where are they now? Unresting place. Okay, right? so, so where are they now? Um, uh, some people believe that they're asleep. They're in like, um, uh, what's the word? Like, like it's called soul sleep. Yeah, essentially, like they're mm. they're not aware of time passing by or okay, anything like so that. So when you say eternal life, here's what I'm trying. So. I mean, eternal life, that, that, that's, that's a long time, It is a right? long time, yeah. So does that mean, do you reunite with your parents, your grandparents, your great-great-great-great-grandparents? Sure. I mean, uh, how far do you reunite so, well, and how as, do you even recognize As that? long as human beings have been alive and as long as those individuals, say, are Christians, uh, then uh, you will be recognizable. Now, here's what I would say is that God, uh, being the all-knowing being, Mm -hmm. uh, would give us access to uh, a good amount of that information as to recognizing um, who and what that is. Now, one thing I want to add is that the Bible doesn't present heaven as the eternal final resting place. And this is very important. Again, this is one of the mistakes of the church, and then it's been taken by popular culture for us to believe that heaven is where everybody will just end up being. In Revelation chapter 21, the end of the Bible, uh, the Bible presents us with God recreating the earth. Okay? And then the people who belong to Him, the people who were meant to be in heaven, say, end up dwelling on earth with physical resurrected bodies. Physical resurrected Eternally. Lord. Yes, eternally. Uh, now, this is a recreated earth. It's, it's, a, it's an earth that looks different. It, by its description, it looks different. As a matter of fact, the entire planet looks a lot like the original Garden of Eden. There's there's a tree. Uh, there are trees, multiple trees of life there, um, and uh, again, these are I think imagery taken mm -hmm. from uh, the um, the Garden of Eden. But this would be the eternal resting place for humanity. Now, what would a future like that look like, bro? I have no idea. 
and I, this is just speculation on my part, okay? At this point, it's, I, I've told you what the Bible teaches, and then I'll speculate. Given the human history we've had with all the evil and corruption and all the stuff, we've made some crazy advancements. Yes. Yeah, I mean... I could just imagine the kind of advancements we can make without any of that junk. Yeah, definitely. Like, without the Absolutely. disease, without so you, so the death, without the evil. This perfect environment. Yeah, yeah. and as sense. a matter of fact, the way the Bible presents this perfect environment is that God dwells with humans on earth. Have have you ever had conversations with mediums, clairvoyants about the afterlife? Um, yes, yeah, some conversations I've had and with folks. What do you? Well, the, well, look, I think I think the spiritual world is a is a real place. It exists, um, and I think there are some people that, for some reason or another, um, genuinely have access to these things. Can I tell uh, you? Now, it's not always the case. Uh, I think there's definitely frauds out there, but. For some reason or another, I think there's people who access this sort of stuff. I'll tell you this. Two stories. My oldest brother had a near-death experience uh, where he, he says he died. I, I'm going off of his word. He died. He saw himself outside of his body. He saw my parents, cr- you know, like over his body no. uh, trying to see what's going on. And I want to say maybe he was like 16, 17 at the time where he found himself um, in let's say this heavenly place. It wasn't heaven, but it was like, he went through this tunnel. And he remembers um, all that. He remembers all of it. And as a matter of fact, if you ask him, he says he remembers it like it happened yesterday. Um, and this old lady came and approached him um, and and uh, essentially said, there's two doors here. You got to go through one of them and stuff. And then he told her, I don't want to go. And then he immediately found himself back into the tunnel, coming back into his body. Now, he came back to it, and then he explained what this experience that had happened. And the lady, he, he described the lady to my parents. And my dad, till this day, my brother's 46 years old. Okay, this happened when he was 16, 17 years old. To this day, my dad says that was his great aunt. The description he gave of her looked exactly like her, according to him. Oh, wow. And my brother had never seen this lady. This lady had been dead way before he was born. Um... Now, I've studied, not in detail, near-death experiences. Not all are legitimate, by the way. Uh, but the ones that are, and there's been a, quite a bit of data and research on this stuff, explaining hospital Zoom, people coming back and saying, you put my dentures over there, give it back to me, <laughs> this sort of stuff, you know? But, but are, are all the stories the same as far as the, the experience? All sto- the all, tunnel? Almost all the stories have like five commonalities. One of them is a tunnel. Another one is like some kind of a former relative coming to visit them. Um, I've heard so, stories of a former relative who's already passed on saying like, yeah, it's not your time. Yes, that's very common. Now you're in, you see this stuff, right? Like, well, not uh, see it, but. Well, I, some of my seniors, for some reason, like, you know, cause at my facility where patients have passed away, I have existing residents living there, like seniors, that see some of the people who have already passed on and they never met each other. Yeah. And. But then weird stuff. The way <laughs> they describe that individual, I've met them obviously before their passing. It's exactly that person that he or she's describing. That oh, he's in my room standing over there, and I'm like, dude. Th- th- see, this <laughs> this is like, uh, I think in the modern world we're very skeptical when it comes Same. to some of these experiences. See, there's and there's, maybe we should be. There's a handful of people that know this one story. I think I told you guys when the one with William. Yeah. Yeah. So we we moved into our home. And 
He's a real estate, if you didn't know. And William, I love the plugs, I, I man. Know, Keep it going. Uh, William, <laughs> nobody ever plugs yeah. me. Yeah. Hey guys, it, bro, it, everything we plug to you ends in death. What do you want, <laughs> guys? Lake Lake Lakeview Hospice. Hey, people are dying to come see me. So, wow. I call, we call we call William. I'm, I'm sorry, but one comment. I'm sorry, bro. One of the things I realized being in Armenia, and I don't know when we were having dinner together, I mentioned this. Armenia has zero hospice care. Yeah, and hospice care is very, very in important Armenia, because in Armenia, yeah. um, to have a dignified death is an extremely important ethic we should have, and I thank God for people like you and and facilities like that because for most of the world, people are just left to die. The yeah. sick, the elderly, they're completely not cared for, and so uh, Bro, again, not of, to that's make all light of, of it. Europe, man. This is important. It's all of Europe. Right? Uh, because we're uh, every single one of us, you know. Uh, there's this joke like they they uh, they did research. They found out ten out of ten people are gonna die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who paid for the study? <laughs> That's good. Some government agency, right? It's <laughs> a billion bucks. Go study that. <laughs> Sorry, but go ahead. I called. I called, We called William over, and mind you, I didn't call him over for anything specific. Just to kind of feel out the energy in the house. Run you know, through how, it. Run through it, basically. William's a clairvoyant who's been on our show. Yeah, too. he's been okay. on our show. Yeah. Uh, he said, I want to make She's like, make sure the only people in your home are you and your wife. No kids, no parents, nobody mm-hmm. else. Because, like, number one, kids are a distraction. Uh, and number two, he's like, I just, if it's you guys living in that home, I want to make sure it's you. I just, no problem. I said, when do you want to come over? I was tomorrow. No problem, tomorrow. So we set the appointment. He came by, walked in. Well, this is Alina, Alina, Will. I will. Good seeing you again. Hey, how's it going? And he goes, so where do you want to sit? He goes, well, you just sit in the dining room. No problem. He goes, so he sits down. The first thing he says is, uh, so is, is the guy going to join us? I said, what guy? So the guy that just walked into that room. <laughs> I'm like, Will, don't, there's, there's, it's just me. My, I, I know, guy, I got chills when I tell the story. I got, it's just me, my wife, and you in the home. He goes, okay, don't say anything anymore. Don't talk. So he gets up, he walks to that room, he opens it, it's a bathroom. And then he walks to the other door, he opens it, it's the laundry room. And then he walks over to the other door, he opens it, it's my daughter's bedroom. And he walks back out, he goes, can I go to the yard? Do whatever you, mi casa es su casa, do whatever you want. Can I get go coffee? find that guy. Yeah, coffee, bun. So he goes out, my wife and I are looking at each other and we're like, we're fine, don't worry. He comes back in, he sits down, he goes, you guys aren't alone in this house. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, what's going on? Have I told you guys this story? Yes, okay. yes. I, I go, so, what is it? He goes, there's an elderly man here. Mm. And and I'm like, okay, is, is, it, is it a good spirit, bad spirit? I mean, what, what, I'm, going to, I'm going to bed here, the guy's in the other room, in my bathroom and stuff. He goes, no, he's a, he's a very happy, very positive uh, spirit that's roaming around but he's like I'm just confused he's like the reason why I went outside is I'm trying to figure something out I'm like what happened he goes he goes basically the spirit is it comes in through the living room bounces around that that uh, dining room kitchen area and he's like it goes into the kit, the bathroom the laundry room and he goes it, it gets stuck at your daughter's closet hmm. but he's like your daughter's cl- room is just bursting with energy and my daughter's a firecracker she has a personality she's like three but she's going in, well she's four Going into 14. <laughs> but uh, he's like, it just stuck at, it gets stuck at that closet. 
He goes, I don't know what it is. You just it stops there and it bounces back again. And I go, Will, that's the guy passed away there. That's where mm. he that's where he died. But that wasn't a closet and it wasn't a bathroom and it wasn't a laundry room. That was his bedroom, mm. which I converted it into a laundry room and so a bathroom. So you knew there was someone who had died. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew. And where the when he said he, he stops at the closet, everything after the closet has been an addition to the home oh, that I amazing. built. So he doesn't know that area, basically. Yeah, he, he doesn't know. Yeah, he's he's yeah. So and besides that, Will was like, I'm, "I'm confused. Why is he stuck here? Like, there's a room." Yeah. And he's like, "Your bedroom has doesn't have that energy either." I'm like, "Cause my bedroom is an addition as well." Hmm. And I was like, "Okay, so did you pull permits?" So I was, of course, I pulled oh, permits. Okay, I'm just checking, bro. The spirits only recognize permitted. Yeah. Permitted so, only. So to me, I was like, okay, so what now, bro? Like, what, what, yeah, I'm like, what do we do? He goes, he's lost. Like he's he he thinks he's still here. And the one thing that kind of tripped me out was he was like, you know, he's watching over your daughter. Because that's why he didn't have any kids. There was no family as far as like immediate which he was right. The guy didn't have any kids. He was never married. So I'm, he's like, I'm going to go tell him, like, dude, this, it's, it's time to go. Like, it's your time has come and gone. So I was like, what are you going to just going to go? Hey. Send him an email. Yeah, I'm like, what are you going to He goes, don't. He's like, I know how to. Like, 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 like I, I, know, I know what to do. And again, there was no bad energy in the house. There was no, uh, like, anything that we felt. It was for me just kind of like, okay, let me, let me bring him in. Let me see what's going on. And, like, what do you say to something like yeah, that? Yeah, look, man. Um, I don't. I don't know because the Bible doesn't, in detail, give us any kind of uh, explanation and details about some of this stuff. Okay, um, we see angels in the Bible. We see angels in human form, as a matter of fact, but in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say to not believe. Well, Clair- here, clairvoyance or well, mediums who're going to talk to no, spirits. No, so I would say, do, do you not believe them? Like, uh, what do we mean by that? Like, don't talk to them. Don't interact with them. Um, now the Bible speaks against medians, you know, people who contact the dead and stuff like that. Old Testament is very clear about that. I would agree with that. Why? Uh, partly because we have access to God. So instead of me dealing with any kind of a weird spirit roaming around, I have no idea what that is, by the way, right? Like it could be demonic spirits, for example. And I don't want to even mess with that stuff, right? Just I, I'm, this is my personal opinion. Right? Yeah. Like I don't want to mess with that stuff. And so what do, what do I do? Is I go I go to God. Okay, God, you're you're the most powerful one. You know this stuff. You can take care of it. I have no idea what's going on here, but there's clearly spiritual um, entities around. That uh, I mean, they could be angels in the sense of like good protecting this that. Now I don't think dead people roam the earth. Now that creates a problem for me as to explaining some people seeing quote unquote ghosts. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily have the full answers for this stuff. But I genuinely believe that that stuff exists. It's out there. Um, I think the world is a lot more active in the unseen sense than we'd like it to be. I think if we actually saw what was going on in the, the unseen realm, we'd, we'd freak out quite a bit. Uh, but there's yeah. quite a bit of activity. And I would say there's, there's all sorts of warfare and stuff like that being, yeah. uh, being engaged. Like, I'll give you a story, by the way. Uh, so... Uh, I, my wife and I uh, got married. We got married in May, May fourth, mm. um, Star Wars Day. Wife's birthday. That's my uh, birthday. <laughs> it's your, your birthday? birthday. May fourth. Mine and his yeah. wife's so birthday. So my my third son ended up being born on May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Mm. But we got we got married, and 
So that's May, June. I I go on a retreat with some friends, and I have I have a dream. And in my dream, how dare you? Like a month after you got married, on a retreat with friends? I, not with friends. It, it was. It was Couples, a work retreat. Maybe. No, it was a work retreat. Okay. Well, it was a work let retreat. It slide. Pastoral okay. work retreat. And, and you're kind of burning a... everybody today. My <laughs> no, permit. Not... <laughs> no, no. One month after. You want to was... tell people about his circumcision too? <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to, but you just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wasn't here last month. <laughs> yeah. He was recovering. <laughs> Guys, listen. We've been, we've been having shows on and off for a reason. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, Arthur. Uh, so yeah, so I have this dream. I have this dream where uh, my wife is having a child, yeah. and I, I'm not one of those people that has dreams all the time. Like, and I'm not one who just wakes up and goes, "Oh, that's from God." Let me. I'm very skeptical. Man. Um, so I open my eyes, and it's like knowledge I have, like that there was water in this cup. It, like I'm not even doubting it, which is very unusual for me. Um, and I'm just like, she's pregnant. I know she's pregnant. So, you know, oh, you get the day going and stuff. I call her up, just like nonchalantly. I'm like, you're pregnant. I had a dream. I think God told me you're pregnant. She's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Enjoy your retreat, <laughs> then come, come back. Like, okay. So we go back. It's just the, the thought is not leaving me. Almost every single day I'm waking up. I'm like, she's pregnant. She has, that's it, you know. And I keep Get telling test, her this. Bro. Here's the thing. I keep telling her. You're pregnant. She's like, no, I'm not. You know what you're talking about. You're pregnant. <laughs> like normal conversation for like three weeks, right? And, uh, and one Sunday, we're driving home. And I was like, you know, I can't take this anymore, man. I can't like, you're pregnant? She's like, I'm not pregnant. So I just drove to CVS. I was like, go get pregnancy test. You're going to go home. We're going to solve this problem. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. She gets the pregnancy test. We go home. She takes the test. She yells. And I was like, everything okay? You know, and she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, it didn't work. I was like, okay. And so she lied to me. She'd of taken course. the test twice already. And she yelled because she couldn't believe, <laughs> believe it. She comes out and she says, the test says I'm pregnant. But I don't believe it. I was like, okay, we, let's make an appointment. Doctor. Go see a doctor. We go see a doctor. <laughs> and that was Sunday. I think we went and saw the doctor on a Thursday. And the doctor says, you're five weeks pregnant. Now, I had that dream. A week into her pregnancy. That's early. Okay, now that's very, very early, mm. right? And so she says, the doctor says, I'm going to do an ultrasound. She's like kind of calming us down. Like, you're not going to see anything. You know, it's just going to be some, yeah. you know, a blob and stuff <clears throat> like that. Don't expect a heartbeat. She's just saying stuff like this. We're like, okay, fine. You know, she's doing the ultrasound and there's a clear heartbeat, like as clear as can be. She's shocked. Like man, this, this this is a strong kid. He's got a crazy heartbeat, you know. And my wife says, you know, like we heard the heartbeat, so I could be convinced. Like there's uh, there's a baby. There's a, there's a human inside. <laughs> there's a human yeah. inside me. And it was nuts, you know, because like there's no way I can logically explain that. I'm saying this because like, how did I have a dream? Like I, we weren't planning on having kids. We actually were in disagreement as to when to have kids, you know. But um, I mean, and dreams. I yeah, mean, but what are the like? What's the likelihood? Well, normal, normally, dreams are things that go on throughout a day, a week, a month that kind of fill up in your brain, <coughs> and your brain kind of takes it and just like plasters sure. it on the wall. Look, I, uh, I I don't disagree with you. I think I think a vast majority of dreams are just whatever our subconscious reflecting yeah. on events in the day and stuff. But when I run out of naturalistic explanations to things, like when I run out of kind of these, hey, this is why it happened, you know, um, 
the other day one of my friends said bro you were in my dream all night you're yelling at me like everything i was doing you're correcting me and yelling at me and i was like bro i, I don't know what you're thinking about me <laughs> you know i'm not mad at you it's okay like <laughs> 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 I in english terms yeah. you slept with your yeah, ass yeah, open yeah, yeah. Your, your buttocks was uh, uh, exposed exposed you know, it's it's like you know you can okay, understand that, and we were in some talks. I did, I did. Oh I said but, I said but. But us. So <laughs> I heard that word for a while, um, man. So again, I think uh, when it, we, I think it's reasonable for us to try to explain things in a naturalistic sense, hmm. right? But when you run out of room, what are you left with? Because if the explanation is not a naturalistic explanation. Yeah. Right. Say it's a supernatural explanation. For example, the existence of the universe, we run out of room for a naturalistic explanation. So the so it left it leaves us with there must be a supernatural origin to the universe. Something beyond it, something greater than it, had to have brought this into existence. Uh, because the naturalistic stuff just doesn't do it. It uh, yes. really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, again, we can do research on it and see. Oh, I highly recommend. Yeah. It. <laughs> What what was the exactly the Big Bang theory and how it exactly happened? I I don't yeah. know enough and about you think it. You're gonna do research and figure it out. Now, can we no, talk about the re- we, we who talk have, about who religion have... and effects of on humans overall throughout sure. times? Yeah. Can we go back to that question, guys? Maybe your show, man. <laughs> I'm the guest. I, I'm trying to figure out what I mean, your we, thoughts we are. Can, we can have Arthur back. Definitely, we will. But I have to ask you this, Arthur. Go ahead. Are we going to end this? Is that is that where the very soon? We're, we're, we're almost 15, there. Okay, hey, you're, you're, you're calm. Man. <laughs> we're almost there. <laughs> Look, mind you, we're we're going to have you back. Look, yeah. he says that to everybody. By the way, I start functioning and thinking late at night. Show you a finger, but we're opposite. This is when I start doing my best thinking. Okay, so with your best thinking, let's talk about this. Would society, human beings overall, be better off with or without existence of all religion? Look, um, and then what's the purpose of religion within the human beings? Look, I think all religion is an effort to figure out life, to figure out the mysteries has of nothing life. Control, answer, control has nothing to do with it. No, I'm, I'm giving benefit of the doubt here. Okay. So I, th- I think religion generally is an effort. Effort to answer the major questions of life we have. There's probably five major questions of life we have, right? Uh, like why are from? we here? Where do we come from? Why be good? Where are we going? Where are we going? You know, um, uh, who am I? Stuff like yes. that. And all religions aim at answering this question. Um, could people and have people? take in whatever has been established in the effort to answer these questions and used it for evil purposes. Absolutely. I think history is very clear about that. Um, There are definitely religions, I would say. We would do way better without. Okay. Which ones? Specifically, I would say Hinduism. I think Hinduism, the system in Hinduism, naturally produces a caste system. Ironically, they're up and coming more now than ever. Uh, in the Western version of yes. it, not in India. Um, uh, the, the reason why is because Hinduism naturally teaches the system itself produces a caste system. If you're doing well in life, you were meant to be doing well in life. If, you're, if your life sucks and you're dying on the streets, poor, without any parents, and uh, whatever. Chaka Dagir is a yeah, big thing. Exactly. For them, it basically. is that. It's fated to happen. Um, and so. Right now, India is being rocked with capitalism 
because that system doesn't leave room for capitalism. Because in capitalism, you can come and the guy, the poor guy in the village that they were saying was a, you know, lower caste, goes and works for Google and then takes care of his whole village, and his village is now interacting with a higher caste. And it's like, what do we do? How does our religion make? Out room of for one thousand, just succeeded. Yeah, and and again, they got to make their religion has to give. Um, the other one I would say that has been a scorch to humanity has been Islam. Okay. Um, I think Islam started, contrary to popular modern Western opinions, um, the history of Islam from its founding, maybe the first, I don't know, maybe the first 15 years it wasn't like this, but is utterly and extremely violent. Okay. And I mean, we are a part. So they're not the most peaceful religion. Oh, that's nonsense. Mm. Anybody who says that is like has. I won't say peaceful, but. Is it a stronger religion than Christianity? Look, uh, is it stronger? In what way? Yeah, in it tells what you, way? It tells you go, to go kill people and enslave their daughters? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christianity doesn't so teach that. In what that. way, though? I'm telling you, the Muslim religion, they pray eight times a day or seven times a five day. Five times. Five times yeah. a day. That's five times someone's doing exercise without even wanting to do exercise. Yeah. When they get to the age of 18, they have some form of exercise with just praying five times a day. Would you call it? Hold on, but would you call it exercise or would you call it brainwashing? Listen, bro, I'm talking physical. There's a physical, physical physical action that takes place. I call. I'm I'm sorry, but I I call. uh, I say Islam is probably the most brainwashed. uh, Look, I'll tell you this. There's something interesting about Islam that a lot of people don't pay attention to. For example, um, in Islam, in their theological perspective, is that the revelation of God, the Quran, is only in Arabic. Any translation of the Quran is not the Quran. It's only the Arabic version. Yeah. Everything else is a translation is bad. Like and Christians don't believe this about the Bible, by the way. And you've read the Quran, right? Huh? I, I haven't read all of it. Okay. Who's, uh, those, this is one thing you'll know. Whose name is mentioned more in the Quran than any other person? Oh, Jesus is, is a commonly referred figure. In the, Can you imagine way, that? Jesus this is in the Quran. A, the, as soon as you mm-hmm. talk about the uh, Quran, there's a... Mm, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Marat. Marat. Chaglayan. Okay, no, that's hyperboling. Okay, Marat I, I, or Murat. Uh, Murat? Yeah, Murat, not Marat. Uh, look, I, I think uh, you are probably on a certain interpretation uh, when it comes to uh, Islamic theology. Um, instead of, I, I would, generally with religions, here's what I would say. See how the founders and the, uh, the first audience practice that religion. Because look, it's different for you to say how Arthur pr- practices Christianity than for you to say how did Jesus' disciples practice Christianity, right? I mean, they're closer to the data. They should be more trustworthy. Was Muhammad going around hugging people and but telling them, the you know, you're the best? The way we think about it today, Arthur, you're someone I could talk to. Yeah. The disciples aren't. No, I know. What I'm saying is you, know? you can observe them and say, well, he's saying it's, hi- it's hyperbolic kind of stuff. And I think Murat has commented on some of my um, stuff. Well, he's from, um, he's from Europe, so he's not... Yeah, he says it's Tesphere. Uh, look, uh, I think uh, there's a quite a bit of data out there, early Quranic uh, interpretation and commentaries, like the, the Hadith's uh, comment on uh, what you should do to slaves, what the way uh, you know women are to be treated. All, all of those things are out there. And this is the first, second generation that we're looking at. Uh, now, if he says it's not, it's all hyperbole and stuff like that, then his issue is with, Muslim scholars, not with me. 
Uh, he can go debate that within Islamic circles. And I think that's completely fine. If Muslims are if Muslims are going to get up there and say, "Hey, all this stuff, all the war language, all the killing, all the raping, all the you know taking uh, young girls as slaves and stuff like that," if they're going to say that's all hyperbole, we're not taking any of that literally. It's all in the spiritual sense. I'm going to say, "Hey, that's fine. I, I mean, I'm not a Muslim, so that's your religion. Do it." Um, and you know, live at peace with people. But the question is a historical one: Did did Muhammad actually do that? How many wives did Muhammad have? Uh, how young was his wife? How old? The, uh, you know, oh, or how, or how young? young uh, you know, how old was he? he was like fifty-two. Uh, depending who you trust, his his uh, youngest wife is either nine or six. Um, and some people really try to push it to like twelve, thirteen. Uh, but the text clearly yeah, refers to her not having menstrual well. cycles and stuff like that. Really. Uh, very <laughs> right so look I, I think uh, there's quite a bit of violence that's brought into the world now you could say well yeah but Islam preserved certain things and you know certain Greek philosophy and it did uh, there's no question about that I'm not going to deny that um, well, there's just certain things in there that yeah. just don't that just don't don't sit well. Yeah. Now he asked my personal opinion, so I gave my personal opinion. I mean, there's yeah, plenty, yeah, yeah, plenty of Christians a, might say this is no. all personal opinion, yeah. guys. I mean, the, the whole show is about personal. Well, opinion. I mean, look, it's it's I I there are things that I fundamentally think are a reality of existence, and I think all people should believe because it's the truth of it. Uh, there's things like what I think about Hinduism or Buddhism or something. Like I think Buddha was a lousy guy. A lot of people think he was a really nice guy. Why do I think he was a lousy guy? Because he was chunky? Is that No, he can be chunky all he wants. <laughs> he was a lousy guy because he had a wife and a newborn son that he left and went in search of nirvana. And I think he abandoned his duties as a father. Nobody talks about this about the Buddha. right? Like, How do you leave your infant? Like, you got to no. be a lousy guy to do that. I don't care what you're searching for. Like, just don't do that. Um, and he did. So that's my personal opinion. Now somebody say, Art, you don't know what you're talking about. There's all sorts of reasons. I'm willing to be wrong and accept that. But yeah. my opinions are uh, on those on that stuff. Um, it's like I don't know, ten percent yeah, firmness. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. We're, oh, we're gonna have I you. Appreciate it, guys. I, 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 I think the next time you'll be back is with Sayyidun probably sitting here. Oh, that I'd love that. Uh, I mean, we were we were excited for it, but uh, this turned out great as well. This was a great conversation. We can go off for a few can I, more Can hours. I throw a plug for the stuff that I do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah of, of course. Absolutely. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is a wiseness, man. Okay. Absolutely. So for those who are interested, okay, I have my own YouTube channel called Apollo Gear Center. Uh, and we'll, we'll plug here, it into the body. Yeah, I'll, I'll put plug it, it here, into the I'll body. I'll put a comment here so everybody sees. Um, and I do live streams. And a lot of the time, I, I make pre-recorded videos, re, re, Christian responses to like politics and whatever's happening in culture. But I usually do live videos where I answer questions like on the fly. Yeah. So people could just jump in there and say, hey, what about this part in the Bible? I don't get it. Or I disagree with you. And uh, we'll have that kind of conversation. And I also interview like Christian scholars Nice. Uh, that I uh, have some sort of relationship with and we'll call them and we'll have a dialogue about the specific subject. So if you guys want to go subscribe and follow me on that then guys go subscribe go, go follow click the bell notification and uh follow give arthur, give, give follow arthur wise notes yeah, yeah give arthur a follow uh other than that guys we're on this the, this episode will be on spotify itunes and all the good stuff tomorrow daily memes are they're they're there guys <laughs> They're there, Alec Baldwin. And they're going to hit you harder <laughs> than ever. Alec Baldwin, right. coming after you. Uh, 
I got two more Alec Baldwin that we're going to be posting tonight. So, uh, daily memes are there. Follow us on Instagram, guys. Wise Nuts Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. Not the week after. Next week. What's next week? November 1st? November 1st. Yes. Oh, we got, we got a nice we episode. A yeah, we got a nice episode nice next week. Uh, let's call... I don't... I don't like, yeah, we, let's just leave it at that. Surprise. We got, surprise. <laughs> it's a nice episode. You'll, you'll find out Saturday who's going to be here. So, uh, guys, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Ooh. Sending you positive energy. And uh, hasta luna, next lunes. It's lunes or miércoles? No, lunes. Lunes, bro. Lunes, bro. Lunes. I don't lunes. even speak Spanish and I know that one. No, seriously. Thanks, lunes, Arthur. martes, miércoles. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Arthur. Thank Have you. a great week, Thanks guys. See you guys next week.